Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Good morning, everybody. Welcome could be wrong that a lot of teams right now are getting up to speed up the snuff let me bring my music back in here what happened to my music there it is but I think we are at a time where we're going to see guys that are going to step up and then see the guys that can't keep up And that is one of the things we talked about, you know, while everybody was getting so excited about these uh, pregame, preseason games, that I wasn't. And that having been said, when you look at what the NFL is, it is a state of professionals. So starting this week is where we start finding the contenders instead of the pretenders when it comes to people out on the football field playing their positions. Because week number one, week number two, even to some extent week number three is a time where you figure out the season where the speed of the game is going to be, who's going to be where and when and why. So that having been said, of course, that being said, the name of this show, that's what we'll look at. But for those that are listening local, and we already got some, thank you very much for those that are listening local here. Um, We go over what happened, our Rowlett Eagles, five and Oh, on the season. How exciting as they got the victory over Williams Stadium. As you heard that coverage here on the Couch Potato Sports Show Friday night, uh, 42 to 6, and it could have been worse. I think they laid off. I do. I think they laid off them, and that's absolutely fine. No need to beat the dead horse when when it's whinnying and pin, pounding, you know, pouting and whining. 
give give the team a break. And I and frankly, I'm glad that they did. So that was something that I was like really happy to see as far as what the Raleigh Eagles did out on the football field. Lots of things that we will talk about that and um we'll have our Raleigh Eagles recap next week. Not or not this upcoming week, but the week after as your Raleigh Eagles are on the bye. And then they're back over at HBJ Stadium taking on the Naaman Forest Rangers. So as we get set, ready to rock and roll, we are in full tilt. High school football, 5-0 and for your Rowlett Eagles. Sitting on top of that division. The Saxe Mustangs are 4-0. and They had the bye this week, so um, an early bye for them. So they'll start their division play, or I'm sorry, uh, mark that, conference play here this upcoming week, this Friday. And we'll kind of keep track of that and keep you up to date on that as Bill Cerna and I will do our pregame show. It will be up on Thursday, a day before the game. No set time. It's just when I get time to get it up. So um, that'll be not this Thursday, but next Thursday. So everybody enjoy the bye. Hopefully all the players will get healthy and ready to go. Now, keeping it local, let's talk about your Dallas Cowboys. And we'll intro it, roll through, and then we're going to get to the games because there's a lot of, not a lot of games to talk about, but a lot of things about the games to talk about as there are already buys this week. So keep that in mind as you look at this week because you'll go, wow, what what happened? We're missing we're missing someone. So we'll find out who's on the buy, who's not, and everything else like that to keep that uh up to date and so you know who who's out there who's not keep track of that because they are on the buy and if you are no mark that i'm not looking i thought the buy started week number three it starts week number four so i am mistaken about that so all teams are going to be in action starting next week week number four the green bay packers and the philadelphia eagles are on the buy So we got a lot that is going to be going on here. Week number three, a fancy week for guys to get ready to go. So let's go to the standings. And I hope I hope it's not week number four, and I just thought it was week number three. No, yeah, that's what I said, week number three. Very good. <clears throat> so that, I, you know, so... I I, <laughs> I put it out in there uh, week number three. I was like, oh, my heart skipped a beat. I was almost sure it's week number three. Now, your New England Patriots and Dallas Cowboys. First of all, Dallas Cowboys, they got a solid win last week. I've got to give them credit. I'm going to give them credit, um, but that having been said, coming off that loss and getting the win last week, was huge for this football team as far as developing chemistry for the football team, as far as showing the moxie that it takes to play in the NFL. 
Dallas Cowboys are one and one. I think they would have been in trouble if they were 0-2. So getting that win in Washington last week was really huge for your local uh, Dallas Cowboys. Huge in reality. Because looking where the standings are in the NFC East, the Giants and the Eagles are both 2-0. And I will tell you, if you asked me at the beginning of the season, would the Philadelphia Eagles be 2-0, I would have said no. But if I would have knew their schedule, I would have said yes. So just talking that off the top of the you know top of your head, would the Eagles been 2-0? No. I would have said maybe one best 1-1, one one, possibly 0-2. But remember, they had Cleveland and the Chicago Bears. And talking about the Chicago Bears, the Bears are 0-2 on the season. Like I predicted, last place in this division. And my initial standings for the NFC North is correct right now. But I'm going to tell you, Now's the week Minnesota is going to get some pressure. Now is the week. It starts this week. They've been able to get lucky. No Adrian Peterson. That is a huge, huge loss for the Minnesota Vikings. You can say whatever you want. Now they get the big boys. And I'm talking about the big boys. They get Carolina. In Carolina. So, that's going to be an interesting game. One of the games that I think is marquee in reality because of the standings, not because of the team. But marquee game, Denver at Cincinnati today. Huge game as far as marquee. And the rest of the schedule is weak compared to that game. Only one real marquee game on there. Let me talk let me talk to you uh Tyler Effort ankle is doubtful for the game. Jamar Charles with a knee, doubtful knee. Uh it's questionable Brandon Marshall and Antonio Gaines uh Gates is doubtful as well. Talk about a team that has just been hit by the injury bug. How about the Chargers? My gosh. And with the announcement of some of those injuries, the line just just went down. And by the way, it's not a marquee game, but since the Eagles are 2-0 and the Pittsburgh Steelers are 2-0. and They play each other today. I wouldn't call it a marquee game because of the quarterback, but Carson Wentz is going to find out what a real football team's all about just as much as the Minnesota Vikings are. Got to find out what a real team is, you know, seeing where they are right now. So, uh, you know, week number three, it, it could be a great day of upsets. And speaking of upsets, 
Yes, Sonny Clark is upset. Yes, Sonny Clark is not there. But I'm going to tell you, my picks through the first two weeks, I am now at 500. But I, I, I take full responsibility for all my picks on Mondays if I'm not working. And this Monday I am working, but I will try to find time to put up the show the my admission of stupidity of my football picks. I will put them up for everybody and I will explain where I was coming from. We'll go over the games if and when we got time sometime on Monday, probably be in the afternoon before Monday night football. Also, just to keep it as we're just getting rolling, getting started, getting set here on a Sunday morning, do not forget and I'm putting this out there for, I got a lot of wrestling fans. There is a pay-per-view tonight for the Raw brand. So that is tonight. So don't miss out on that. So there's lots of things going on for this Sunday. And we're going to get rocking and rolling. My regular hosts, they show up great. If not, I won't. We'll just keep going. And do what I do and what we do best here on this show. We're going to talk NFL football. So, you're around Red Eagles local. 5-0. and Great season so far. Getting started in district really well. That's where you can find out whether or not your team's going to make the playoffs. It's not their overall record. It's their district record. So, they're 1-0 and in district right now. Wonderful. It's good stuff for the Rowlett Eagles. Your Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys are right now one and one. Will they be primed to go two and one? This is the fresh part of the schedule for the Cowboys as they get the ever so sad Dallas uh, Chicago Bears. And the Chicago Bears couldn't tackle or couldn't protect and do anything in reality to win football games. This might get ugly down in Dallas. And how often do you hear Sonny Clark talking about the Dallas Cowboys having a field day? We'll talk about that field day here a little bit later. For our other people who are in Texas, who are NFL fans, of course, you got the Houston Texans, They take a huge loss on Thursday night, which I predicted, by the way. But the New England Patriots, they might be to their fourth starting quarterback in four games. As their third string quarterback might not be able to play next week. Seeing how he's already played this week. We're going to find that out. Um, it's problems with the sum. He got hit really weird. And he couldn't throw the football. So they're going to be looking at that. So, lots of things going on. Sunday morning is Sunday morning. It's that being said, that is the name of the show. And we're going to talk about them all here today. So that having been said... We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to start with the games. We're going to start kicking off and talking about what we're seeing in the games. A good thing I did my homework, not last night, but two days ago, because I was quite busy. But I was able to get 
ready for this show on Thursday and Friday. So let's do that. Let's take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That being said, we will be back. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. If you're like me, you want your hot coffee in the morning. 
But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooters is sure to satisfy. Whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea, Check out Scooter's Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooter's Coffee located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. All right, bringing it back here on a Sunday morning. It's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we are here on a Sunday morning. That being said, it is the NFL week number three. So let's take a quick look at the standings. Let's start in the AFC and the AFC East. New England Patriots 3-0. and Told everybody if you don't want to watch football games, just watch the Super Bowl because the New England Patriots are going to win it. Just that it's just that simple. They're just that good. They're just that coached, well coached. They're just that disciplined to where they can go to their third string quarterback without Tom Tom Tastic, that being Tom Brady, and still get the victory. Three and zero on the season with no Tom Terrific. Unbelievable. Looking good. Best coach. Changed the Lombardi trophy to the Belichick trophy when he retires. I should hashtag that, but I, I'm just not even sure how to hashtag it. I hear everybody say, say, yo, hey, hashtag it. Okay. Hashtag Belichick trophy. <laughs> Someone do it for me. Anyway. That having been said, second place, the Jets, one and one. Oh, and two are the Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. And by the way, Rex Ryan's the problem in Buffalo. It's not talent. However, they lost some talent when Rex Ryan went in. So now it's like rebuilding a complete disaster. Have you ever seen a fence that is made out of bricks? And when one of those bricks comes out, the rest of the fence just starts to crumble. That's what you get with Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan is that missing brick in a fence, but the missing brick down towards the bottom. You can miss bricks on the top. I I should have probably clarified that. In a brick fence with the brick down on the bottom, starts falling apart. That's what Rex Ryan has done to the Buffalo Bills. And this was a football team, by the way, folks, that was eight and eight before he took over that football team and primed to make noise in the NFC East. I said it before. I'll say it again. They should have got Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Jets. He was available and they went for the wrong guy. They went for the name. They went for ego. They went for, oh, you know, within the division. He knows these teams better than anybody within the division. Nah, he's wrong. Oh, and two. And it's going to get ugly. And he's going to get fired before the end of the year. And they're not going to win today. They take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. In Kansas City. 
and, and, and by the way, well, we'll talk about that when we get there. All right, the AFC North, Sonny going off on a tangent as usual. Here we go. AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers 2-0, and Baltimore Ravens 2-0. and No great big surprise. Cincinnati 1-1. and Should have won their first game, but they're one and one. They won last week. Cleveland Browns, of course, zero oh and two. Kessler's going to get the start now. Just being quick on notes on that. We'll talk about this. I saw Cody Kessler up close and personal over at Jerry's World, over at Cowboy Stadium when I did the ESPN uh, College Football Challenge, where they came out and they did these, uh, you know, skills challenges, and I hosted that on the field. And I saw Cody Kessler up close, up and personal. I'm going to tell you right now, Cleveland Brown fans, don't boo this guy right away. He just might be your future if you want any kind of success. Now, granted, he's got the USC quarterback curse, meaning that quarterbacks that come out of USC usually fall flat on their face. I got my fingers crossed for this guy. Not only that, I sat and I talked with him for about 15 minutes, and he is just a funny dude. Nice guy, nice kid. Very respectful, too. But then again, I look as old as I am, so he called me Sir a lot, which, Sir Sonny a lot. (laughs) But anyway, that's what he called me, by the way, Sir Sonny a lot. Look how big I am, Sir Sonny a lot. That's me. All right, AFC South, Houston Texans 2-1. Now, that game happened on Thursday night. The Patriots and the Houston Titans, they got blanked. And you want to talk about failure, but when you're in the AFC South, this is an opportunity for you to be mediocre and win the division, and that's what right now the Houston Texans are. Tennessee Titans, for God's sake, are in second place, and that's a god-awful football team. They're one and one. My Jaguars, I told everybody at the beginning of this season, do not fall for this hype. And I'm a Jaguar fan. I've been on the Jacksonville Jaguars for the last seven years to be good. And I'm a Jaguar fan. I'm going to beat them up until they grow up. You hear everything. They say, you know, oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're growing. They're getting better. They're growing. They're getting better. You know, they're growing. They're growing. It's been seven years. Can they grow up yet? But they haven't. They're sitting in third at 0-2 along with the Colts. By the way, that's that's a whole total different monster. The Colts, who usually are the shoe-in for winning this division, are sitting where they are in last place, 0-2. We'll talk about that as well. The AFC West, the Denver Broncos, 2-0. Kansas City Chiefs, San Diego Chargers, and the Raiders, all 1-1. But the key thing about that, the Chargers, they lose Allen. Week number one. That was a big, big loss. They lose Whitehead last uh, two weeks ago. That was huge. This week, they lose Antonio Gates. So week number one, they lose their number one wide receiver. Week number two, they lose their number two wide receiver. Week number three, they lose their number one tight end. This is not good. For this football team. And they're scoring points right and left. Wow, wow, wow. So Broncos 2-0. and Kansas City. 
San Diego, and Oakland all one and one. Going over to the NFC and starting in the East, Giants two and zero, Philadelphia two and zero, Cowboys are one and one, and the Washington Redskins zero and two. The NFC North has the surprising Minnesota Vikings on top of 2-0. We're going to talk. They get their first real test this week. And we'll talk about that, see if they could come out on it. Packers 1-1. One one. Please, everybody, stop talking about how Aaron Rodgers is going to pot. You know, it's the beginning of the season. Give this time. Have you ever – let me ask you this. Have you ever went out to your car on a warm Sunday morning? Or a cold Sunday, or it don't even have to be Sunday, a cold morning. Now, there's an old Rodney Dangerfield joke I'm not going to say here. That having been said, you go out and it actually does turn over. Have you ever noticed how usually when you start driving it, when it's really, really cold, that it really, really doesn't want to go? Come on, give Aaron Rodgers a break. It's winter, okay? Let him warm up a little bit because I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron Rodgers is top three quarterback in the NFL, period. I don't care how bad he's played up to this point. That's like those crazy fools saying Tom Brady is not a good quarterback because they're 3-0 and with backup quarterbacks. It must be the system. Get, get, get out of my face with that nonsense. You know, Tom Brady has been running this football team for 11 just just stop it. Ay ay ay. The stupidity of of the of the aggravated fan, that's what I call them when they when they don't want to see a team do well. The stupidity of of a, a fan like that will come out and they'll say the dumbest things in the world. Tom Brady. Okay? And let me just put it out there. Tom Brady is the best quarterback to play this football game ever. And and that is going up against some of the best names. Go back. All the names. He's the best quarterback ever. And now, and with all due respect to my dad, and, and I get where he's coming from. Okay, back in the day, when you talked about uh, quarterbacks, you talked about some of the best things that ever played the game. You can look to some big names like Joe Montana. You can you can go to great names such as you know. Even you can even put Drew Brees. I mean, my God, that guy's been playing like crazy good. But going back, I mean, look at Terry Brent, all these great names. My dad, and I res- by the way, I respect my dad hugely when it comes to this opinion. My dad said, Bart, uh, not Bart Starr, um, the quarterback for the, oh, geez, I just had the name in my head. Goodness gracious. Not Bart Starr, but the quarterback for the Packers. His name will come back to me, I promise. Not Bart Starr, but the other great big name back in history. See, this is what happens when you take too many shots to the head and you can't remember. I got 
CRS, can't remember stuff. Um, anyway, but someone will text me and let me know what it is. But take away all those great names back in the day. I'm going to tell you, the best quarterback to play this game, okay, is Tom Brady. Now, if you want to say it's all Bill Belichick, you could go ahead and do so. But someone still has to execute the plays. And just because a coach can put a quarterback in a position to win games doesn't mean that the quarterback is no good. It just means the quarterback knows how to read a playbook. So get up off this, you know, Tom is just a uh, a system quarterback. First of all, you got to have talent. And second of all, as much as how well coached they are, in the last two minutes of a football game, give me Tom Brady any day of the week. All right, Sonny went back up off of the tangent. Here we go. NFC South, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 1-1, one and one, Carolina 1-1, one and one, and Atlanta. Oh, my God, how they got that game. They should have never got that game last week. They're 1-1. One one. New Orleans Saints had an ugly 2-0, and, oh, and that's an ugly 2-0, and oh, by the way. And to complete the standings, the NFC West. San Francisco 49ers, Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks, all knotted at one and one. That's going to be an interesting division for the rest of the season. It's going to be fun. Now, that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. Let's start doing this. Let's start talking about the games I've went ahead and gave the uh, other guys an opportunity to call in. They're not taking advantage of it. We're going to go ahead and talk about the NFL games that are up on point here today here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said, let's start in Arizona, well, not in Arizona, but about the Arizona Cardinals. They are 1-1. One one. They won last week. Buffalo Bills 0-2. This game is in Buffalo. And no, I just got a message. We are not talking about Colin Kaepernick, Okay. Sorry, don't have time for it. We, we're going to talk about the game. Well, no, we have time for it. I just don't want to. So that having been said, the Bills, they're 0-2. They changed their offensive coordinator after week number two. That already tells you where your Buffalo Bills are sitting right now. And Rex Ryan might be the next on the chopping block when it comes to that because the Arizona Cardinals are coming to town. And I'm going to tell you right now, everybody says this. And that's why, first of all, I got a question the other day. Sonny, how come you don't bring guests on the show? Because they're not going to give me a real answer. If they're old football, I'm going to tell you, the best guest that we ever had on this show, I'm going to tell you, I'm when – when we started doing this show, I was like, well, let's bring in guests. Let's bring in guests. But Tom McManus has been our best guest on this show, bar none, by the way. I've had some great interviews. I've interviewed over 250 so-called you know, celebrities and sports, over 250. Could have been more. I'm just too lazy. Uh, but – not more lazy than I just don't want to hear the political correct answer. So if you want to talk to someone, you talk to football players or athletes who are retired to where they have nothing to lose. 
And Tom McManus is the guy that comes out and lets us know exactly what's going on. So I don't do current football players. I could, but I'm not going to. But that having been said, I'm not even sure where I was going with that point. Suddenly taking a couple knocks to the head. Let's go back. But going going back to this game, oh, I know where it was. I was reading a quote by Carson Palmer, and this is what he says. Very well coached. Your Buffalo Bills are 0-2. This team went 8-8 eight and eight last year. This is not a very well coached football team. By, by a by two miles, not just one, but by two miles. This is not a very well-coached football team. You got a guy with an ego at the coaching position that makes it very hard for football players to play this game because he thinks he knows best instead of utilizing the talent out on the football field and realizing what they do best and put them in the position to play well. That's what Rex Ryan doesn't do. And that's the reason why there's a problem with this football team. Now, Carson Palmer says the right things because obviously he is that guy. He's going to, he's just going to be that political correct dude and not say anything bad. But I'm going to tell you right now, if Carson Palmer doesn't throw for 300 yards here today, I'm going to be completely and utterly shocked. The defense is giving up points. And, and let me tell you, they they fired the offensive coordinator after the team scored 35 points in week number two. I think they got it wrong. I think they just thought that the offensive coordinator was the defensive coordinator and they should have fired the defensive coordinator, which happens to be Rex Ryan's brother. That having been said... This whole thing, they fire offensive coordinator Greg Roman after that loss to uh, the Jets or the um, who who they play. Forget it, don't matter. Oh, the Jets. They lost to the Jets. That's why. So now Anthony Lynn is becoming the offensive coordinator. Week number we are. Uh, this is this is going to get ugly. So. If you're the Cardinals, if you're expecting some elaborate offensive plan to head your way, you're wrong. Okay, this is going to be as simple as it can be because this guy's sliding in and he's got to get the feel of this football team. And if he's any kind of coach, he'll let these guys figure out what they do well on the football field and then let them do it and start calling plays. Another problem with the Buffalo Bills, no play calling. And then they get up on the fact that they got Tyrod Taylor at the quarterback position. Good God almighty, this this is going to be uh, this is going to be a slaughter out on the football field. Arizona Cardinals are going to go there and tear them up. Should they tear them up? No. But they're going to. And the reason why is, is because the Arizona Cardinals, and boy, it, it took 23 years to say this, are a well-oiled machine. They've got the right coach. Right now, they got the right quarterback. They better start looking to get the backup quarterback uh, to take over. Carson Palmer might have one more year in him. But after that, 
They better find that backup quarterback and find him quick. Arizona Cardinals need to get a hold of a good backup quarterback. They might want to call Miami and bring in Brandon Dowdy. That having been said, with everything that's going on in Buffalo, the defense that Tyrod Tyler is going to look at is going to be so complex. And this this kid is not even going to have an idea what's going on. This guy could study film for a week and not get there and be ready for this game because they are going to get a big-time onslaught. And watch this game when you do. Watch the Arizona Cardinals defenders get in the backfield. I'm not just talking about in front of the offensive line. I'm talking behind the offensive line. They are going to be on Tyrod Taylor all day long. Now, the question will be is, is that will they be able to offset it with a running game, which is ranked last in the NFL? And the Arizona Cardinals just do everything right. God, it took 23 years to say that. I used to be a huge Arizona Cardinal fan. Now I put them to the side. And then when they hired their head coach, I was like, all right, now maybe I can find some love. Because as much as I loved Ken Wisenhun, he was the right coach at the wrong time. Meaning that this team wouldn't spend any money. Now they're spending money. Get a new coach, start spending money. This is good for them. So as far as the Bills, he says, Rex Ryan, head coach, it's too early to panic. Have you looked at the standings? You are 0-2. Listen, one team is going to come out of this division, and that's going to be the division champion. The wild card is not going to come out of this division. So you better figure out a way to win this division. It's too early to panic. You're, you're, after this week, you're going to be three games behind them because the Arizona Cardinals are going to win this game here today. Watch out for the running game. The running game is going to be huge. Larry Fitzgerald has now moved from the outside to the slot this year, uh, last year and now is getting more looks than he ever has before. Why? Because Carson Palmer can find his receivers within 20 yards from the line of scrimmage. That's what makes Carson Palmer good for this football team. Finding the talent, getting the ball to where it needs to go. And they will be able to do that. Not only that, this defense is going, if they try to throw the football, if they can even throw the football today. The Arizona Cardinals defense, especially in the secondary, with this team they're playing, it's 10 times better. They have nobody to throw the football to. This, this, and, and, I I can't remember the last time I said this. Arizona Cardinals are going to pound these guys. Yes, in Buffalo. And then there's going to be a lot of talk about what's going on. Bruce Arians, the head coach of this football team, the Arizona Cardinals, I'm going to tell you, when he finds a problem, he fixes the problem. It's almost every time. So let me ask you this. Last week, he says there's been a lack of communication between three guys in the secondary. That will get fixed this week, and that's going to be not good for the Buffalo Bills. I, I have the Arizona win this game big, big time today. 
and the Arizona Cardinals in their division, they definitely need this win as well. They need to keep. They need to keep pace. They need to, well, not really keep pace. They need to stand out in this division. With all the teams one and one in this division, they need to stand out. And this is one. This is the game that it starts with. So this one's gonna. This one is not going to be the game of the week. This one's going to get ugly, and it's going to be hard to watch. Next game up on board, I got the Arizona Cardinals. Next game up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said, it's our Sunday morning tradition. Next game up on board, this one is going to – now, this one, I think, has an opportunity to be interesting. The 2-0 Baltimore Ravens heading into the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Baltimore Ravens last year decimated with injuries. And folks, that is not an exaggeration. They lost a total of 23 players on this football team last year to injury. IR, injury, everywhere. It's ugly. Now, the thing about this now, and and I've said this, that that one of the things when you've got a young football team is you have to have a coach that is going to buy into what you're selling. And I'm sorry. When they hired Gus Bradley to coach my football team, I said, this was not the guy. This team does not need a rah-rah coach. And that's what Gus Bradley is, by the way. He's that rah-rah coach that everybody can feel good about, everybody likes, blah, blah, blah. Listen, you need a coach that that the coach hates you. All you got to do is look at Bill Belichick. He only likes one football player on that football team. That's Tom Brady. He hates everybody else. And if you don't do what he wants you, you're gone. Now, Gus Bradley is nowhere near that. And that's what the Jacksonville Jaguars need. They need a coach to go in and say, listen, you're not as good as you think you are. And Gus Bradley is the exact opposite. Gus Bradley is the guy that comes out and say, yep, you're, you, you, we got the best one-two tandem in the NFL. You're 0-2. Shut up. Okay? If, if you have the best one-two punch in tandem in wide receivers, then you would be at least one and one. But it's an ugly 0-2. It's not even a good – see, when you got, when you got a football team that is showing heart, showing, and they're 0-2, you can see where they're going. There's – you know how they say the future's so bright you got to wear shades? Well, they forgot to tent the lenses here, okay, because I'm going to tell you right now. All they are is just a pair of reading glasses. They're not even close to a, to a pair of Ray-Bans. This football team has underachieved all year long, and they've made excuses for it for the last seven years. You know, we need time to grow. Well, it's time to grow up, and that was this year. Everybody picked you as a dark horse in the NFL, and I told everybody, do not fall in love with this. The problem is, is that they got a whole hell of a lot of talent, but no team chemistry. Blake Bortles has looked scared has not been delivering the ball like he did in the last useless games last year where everybody thought, oh, here comes White Bortles. Guys, when 
and I will tell you, when I've watched this game as long as I have, I see people fall in love with football players, and I'll use Brian Hoyer as an example. This guy goes and wins four games at the last part of the season after coming back off of injury, four games that were had no impact on what was going to happen as far as this football team itself or the teams that they were playing. They did not beat any teams that were going to the playoffs, and he had great games against pedestrian football teams. And everybody thought Brian Hoyer was going to be this guy. He's going to be the next big thing in the NFL. Well, guess what? He wasn't because Brian Hoyer sucks. And everybody fell in love with him. Now, when you win useless football games like last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars did, everybody started falling in love with Blake Bortles. Now, granted, it goes back to the fact that he made some connections to two great wide receivers. The problem is, is those were there was no value in those games for any of the teams playing. The Browns weren't making the playoffs. Neither were the teams they were playing. He threw for 350 yards where teams were trying to figure out what they were going to get for next year, and they didn't care. Uh, so all of a sudden, Blake Bortles is this second coming, and – he has not been able to deliver the ball in the first two weeks. And not only that, they got embarrassed last week. What makes anybody think that these Jacksonville Jaguars, okay, who got throttled last week, 38 to 14 in San Diego, which some people say San Diego is not a good football team. I told everybody, watch out for this team. They've scored a lot of points so far. Now, granted, the defense given up. They're one and one. They should be two and zero. Oh. But I told everybody, watch out for this Chargers football team. So now the Jacksonville Jaguars are at home. They're taking on a real football team this week. And I, when you look at Joe Flacco, he just fits the part at quarterback position. He is the guy in Baltimore. They gave up so much money. I remember talking on this show not more than two years ago. This was not, or actually marked that three years ago when he signed that huge contract. Uh, you know, so worst contract in NFL history. What does he do? He just turns around, wins the Super Bowl. Folks, I'm going to tell you when you got a football team that is not decimated with injuries, you got Elvis Dilmerville, you got all the guys on the defensive side of the ball that can make the plays up on a quarterback who is so inexperienced, who is just getting his feet up underneath him. Blake Bortles needs this year to get beat up before he can even be considered to be good next year because of the teams that he plays over in the AFC. So now Mike Wallace the Ravens love this guy. Three touchdowns, seven catches, 132 yards. That's little, but the big play factor of what he is is why they got him, and that's why they like him, and that's the reason why, that one of the reasons why this team is in at 2-0. and Now, they better get their running game figured out in Baltimore. But they they don't necessarily need to do that this week. Because what is going to end up happening 
is that they're going to just throw the short passes, maybe the running back out of the backfield, and that's where they're going to score their points. Joe Flacco isn't going to – well, he might go deep down the field a couple times, but that's not going to be a big part of the game. And Baltimore, I think, is going to coast. I think that I think they throttle the the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they throttle them. I don't I don't think this is even going to be close. And and that having been said, you know everybody falling in love with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I didn't do it. I I I tried to warn everybody, and they didn't do it. They didn't listen to Sonny, and that was the mistake. Go ahead and bring on one of the people we talk to on a regular basis. The good old boy himself from. Well, he's not from Tuscaloosa, but he's from Georgia. He is an Auburn fan. He is Brian Tarver from Wayne Sports Talk. How you doing, Brian? If you ever say I'm from Tuscaloosa again, I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Just having a little fun with you. Just having a little fun with you. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Auburn, like, Auburn pulled one out last night. I don't know if you got to see it, but Auburn finally got back to the winning, the winning ways. I guess I don't, I don't know if you can call it winning ways because they haven't went one much. So, but yes. anyway, it was a good day for college football. Entertaining, um, funny. I, I had I hit two five team parlays yesterday, and the no one kidding. I missed last night some was money. UCLA. UCLA, if UCLA would have won out of one fifteen hundred dollars last night. Wow, wow! They choked. They choked, and they played that that prevent kind of like let's run up the middle and punt instead of going for a touchdown, kind of like Auburn did last night, settling for field goals. And both of them are Auburn got lucky to win because of that. But anytime, Sonny, you you have a chance to score a touchdown. You score a touchdown. You quit these field goals and quit giving the team the minute the ball with two minutes left to win. That's frustrating, and I'm seeing it more and more in football, and it's getting teams beat. I don't understand why these coaches do it. I don't know. It it it, it is college football though, because you don't see that in the NFL, and no, uh, so it, it it is what it is. I guess you can say, hey, all right, I've talked about Arizona and Buffalo. Let's get your take on Arizona and Buffalo while I got you on there. Wow, Rex Ryan starting, what will this be, 0-3? Um, yeah, that, if they lose today, I mean, my goodness. I, did they? I by the way, did Arizona, they fire the wrong person? Should they have fired the defensive coordinator? They fired the offensive coordinator after week number two after scoring 35 points. Did they just get it wrong? Did they think they fired Roman thinking he was the de- the defensive coordinator? <laughs> I, I, as dumb as the head coach is, maybe. You know, maybe. maybe just went, hold, hold on a minute. I thought we fired this guy. No, you fired the other guy. Well, okay, let's roll anyway. Hell. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Arizona will cost – Arizona is going to cost Rex Ryan his job today. I think – and then this is me talking here. I think he gets fired after this 0-3 start. I don't know what you think about it. I, well, I think it, Monday he morning one we more come game. out. He might get one more game, but the Arizona Cardinals are going to throttle this team today. Well, it, that's interesting. If they throttle him, Sonny, if they throttle him, he's going to get fired tomorrow. And yep. if it's a close game, he may can argue that, hey, I know we're 0 3, but give me a chance. We're right there. We played a real good team. But if he gets embarrassed at home 
I, I think he's gone, and I don't know who else would hire him in the NFL except maybe as a coordinator or something. But I don't exactly. He'll go back to the coordinator, and then again. maybe in about five years we'll see him as a head coach again later. Yeah, I'm just very disappointed in Buffalo. I really, and here's the deal: so, I mean, you have New England supposed to lose at least two or three games these first four. All of a sudden, you're going to be three games back in that division, and you haven't even seen Tom Brady yet. Okay, yep. that's the problem. That's what I have a problem with is management and as coaches. You take you 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 work your butt off to win some of these games, so you you're in the race. It's going to be September, and they're out of it. I mean, you're not coming yep. back three games down to New England. I'm sorry, so go ahead and fire him. Bring in a coach that that could probably rally and win a few games and, and make a big hire next year. But I don't know how attractive the Buffalo Bill job is right now, but. <laughs> It was attractive before he got there. I I told them to hire Todd Bowles, and Todd Bowles goes to New York, and Rex Ryan goes to Buffalo. Um, It was just not the right team. I I told them to hire Todd Bowles. They they didn't listen to me. So so you have uh, Arizona win this game? I have Arizona winning it pretty big as well. I'm like you. I think it's. I don't think Buffalo can match that offense. They, Arizona put so much pressure on you. They spread you out, too. And Buffalo's yes. good against teams that just have to run football and everything. But I think Carson Palmer is going to find some holes in that secondary and some big plays. And I don't think Buffalo can do that to Arizona with Hunty Badger and Peterson and those guys. They're yeah. going to shut the Buffalo Bills offense down. And it's going to be something like 27 to 9 or 10, something like that. So that's a. That's where I'm yeah. looking at it right now. Maybe even higher than that. Arizona may set up in the 30s, and if they do, it will be a route. Let me ask you a question. Looking at the game that I'm talking about now, Baltimore and Jacksonville. Jacksonville completely overrated before the season started. I tried to warn them, and you can attest that. I tried to warn people about you know this football team. Uh, don't fall in love really quick. Uh, so they get a real test here. With Baltimore coming in Jacksonville, and Baltimore has just been, you know, they've been playing really well so far this season. Yeah, and they have to, Sonny. You have, remember, you have Cincinnati and you have Pittsburgh. Both of those teams are doing nothing but winning football games. And Baltimore is a good road team. They're, they they seem like they know how to play defense on the road. They, they know what to do to win. Jacksonville, yeah, they'll keep it close for two or three quarters, but I think a turnover, a simple turnovers are going to cost Jacksonville at home. And I think Baltimore has got to, they know in the back of their mind, we can't let our guard down because you have Cincinnati favorite at home today over Denver. You have Pittsburgh favorite at Philadelphia. Who's going to lose? Cleveland, you don't care. Exactly. They're Cleveland. But Baltimore has to win these type of games. If they want to stay in this race because Cincinnati and Pittsburgh are going to show any signs of slowing down right now. Yeah, it, it's the, that division is the best in the NFL right there, the AFC North. And the Baltimore sitting up on top of it right there at 2 0. Jacksonville are pretenders. They've been pretenders. They win some games at the end of the season that were useless and no value. And now we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars at the beginning of the season, maybe being a dark horse. Well, you know, that was completely wrong. Now, they've got talent on this football team. If they can get the ball to their wide receivers, a good one to punch, not the best, but a good one to punch. But 
this Baltimore defense, they're not giving that up, okay? Say whatever you want about Jim Harbaugh as a coach, but coming into a game, when you look at this football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, what do you got to do in order to win? In reality, you shut down the one-two punch or take away one of them, and the other one's not going to be good enough to get the victory here. I, I got I got the Ravens big in this game. Yeah, I got the Ravens. I think it's close to about the fourth quarter, and I think they pull away. They, but Baltimore could jump on them early. But either way, Baltimore wins, and I think they win by at least a touchdown. So I do. Yeah, it it's it, it's going to be an interesting setup on how that part goes um, in this game. I you know by it's it's time for teams to be at right about. NFL speed right now, wouldn't you say, Tarvin? I mean, the first two weeks are getting their feet up underneath them and everything, and now week number three and week number four is when we're going to see the rest of the speed until the playoffs. So everybody will be at full tilt going into no later than week number four. Because here's the deal. In college, you, it takes you about a month to find an identity to see a team's identity. Well, the NFL, at least they had that preseason to kind of get them, get them in some kind of rhythm, and then by week three, I think you kind of see these identities starting to form. You are who you are, and there's really nothing you can change week to week. You can get a little better, but you can't wait for a team just uh, like in college. These teams go from from good to we're just so great. It's, it's unbelievable because you're dealing with freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and stuff like that, seniors. But in the NFL, these are grown men, so it is what it is. I mean, I mean, there's not much room for growth here, I don't think, in, in some of the, for some of these teams that we're watching right now. If you stop now, you're probably going to stop all season. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm right there with you. Um, and, and that, but that's the, that's the culture of the NFL when, and, and that's why preseason is what it is. Preseason, you get your feet underneath you. Let's get you to about 65% of what the NFL is all about. Then week one, they start gathering a little bit more and week two by week three, by week three, we start to see it move and, it's going to be interesting as far as who's going to be good or who will continue to be good because you always have these teams that are really good at the beginning of the season and then they peter out. The reason why they peter out is because football teams that are good get up to speed and they know what they're doing and then you got to see if you can beat those teams. That's why I don't worry about, you know, you know, Aaron Rodgers in the first two weeks of the season. Everybody's saying he's washed up. Please stop with the nonsense. Um, he has, so, he has gone downhill. He has gone downhill, Sonny. He I heard the stats, and I, I, like I said, I've heard the stats, and I heard the argument behind it, okay? <laughs> but at, at the same time, I'm not falling for it. That is, um, I'll tell you, that is the biggest media. If you want to find some numbers to make a point, Okay, that's what happens here. They, all that talk about it, and you're right. The numbers are de- the numbers there are, are proving everything that they're saying. But I will tell you, at, after and even in the Packers case, week number four, and that's when this team is going to warm up. And watch out for the Packers. They're they're still going to win this division, and I don't care if Minnesota's two and zero right now and they're one and one. By the way, let's not forget they're one and one. Okay, and it doesn't matter what the stats for Aaron Rodgers are as long as they get that tick underneath the W side. So it 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 should it it'll be interesting to see what the rest of the well, season goes on. Games in that division, it's got me kind of 
Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about them in a minute, but you know, Minnesota, the way they've injured everybody, it just looks like their division right now. Chicago is terrible, but I just don't know how Minnesota is going to get by without Peterson and uh, Bridgewater, and I don't know how that line today is six and a half, Sonny, in the Carolina game. So they know something we don't know. But, uh, yeah. again, back to the rig football league we're going to here. Yeah, I I don't know. It 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 – that that we'll talk about that because we've got the other games going on. Let's head into the dog of the week, the dog game of the week. I, and and the reason why I'm not going to waste very much time on Cleveland 0 and 2, Miami 0 and 2. Miami should win this football game. They're just not as good as everybody thinks that they were going to be. Um, and this is a time where we see football teams such as the Miami Dolphins. They are going to continue with Ryan Tannehill that experiment is almost over by the way I'm going to tell you because once this team looks like they are not going to be able to make the playoffs that's when we're going to see different players and different personnel out on the football field and then um, we might get an idea of who we might see next year because that's the way it's going to set up because in this division you know one team coming out of that division that's the Patriots um Miami is a, Miami is the biggest pretender in the NFL I've seen in a long time, and I, I'll I'll give you the credit. Ryan Tannehill, so overrated coming out of college, was a, it might have been the mistake uh, for this football team. But I think they're going to get the win here today against a, a football team. Now, Cody Kessler, watch out for this guy. Okay, I think I saw this guy up close and personal at the college. Um, um, skills challenge over here that when I did that deal with ESPN, this, this kid is good. He's big, he's huge, and he's that prototypical quarterback, but the only problem is coming out of the USC and we all know about USC quarterbacks and their success in the NFL. Not very good. No, not very good. And back to Tannehill. Yes, he was a mistake. And, and I do take credit for that. I couldn't buy and, and, just I didn't mind being able to be a franchise quarterback like everybody was talking about. I don't care how pretty his wife is. I don't care how tall he is. He's just, I'm sorry, you're just not that guy. But, but Miami, if they don't win today, Sonny, what happens? I mean, if you lose to Cleveland at home, this should be a rout. If you lose to Cleveland at home right now, there's got to be some kind of change in management, coaching, quarterback. Something's got to give. You start over three years, it's over. It's over. You can win. You're in the you're in the E down. There's only one team. There's two really. The Jets could, could play around yeah. a little bit and give you some hell, but I mean it's over for you. 0 and three in this division, especially when the Patriots are not going to lose. Hell, the Patriots may not lose a game this year. I mean that's yeah. that's how good they and, are. Well, and they're they're they got to wait and get a medical report on the third string quarterback for this football team. <laughs> good God, and he might not play in week number four. We might see. Who's the wide receiver they, they were talking about? Julian Edelman. 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 Who did they play? Did they play <laughs> the Bills or the Jets? Or no, they've already played, played this week. They've already played. They they won last uh, on Thursday. Week. I'm talking about. I'm talking so. about next week. Who did the Patriots play? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I can look that play. up and find out. But well, I uh, it would be. I, I will tell you this though: if Julian Edelman starts at the quarterback position and and they win okay and they, they win 
this could be. You're right. They got Buffalo next week in uh, in uh, New England. Oh and then God. they get it's the Browns week five. Then they get the weeks w- Browns week five. And then so Tom Brady can get his feet underneath them to go play the Bengals, then the Steelers, and then the Bills again. It, it, now, I, I, I'll just throw it out there. They're going to lose one of those two games, Steelers and Bengals. They're going to lose one of them, and that's fine. Yeah. Who cares? Those are two good quality football teams. You lose the game there. I, I don't even and – and let me tell you something. Bill Belichick – Everybody, everybody thinks that he does never wants to lose a football game. I think Bill Belichick looks at the schedule and say, well, we should lose this game or we could lose this game. And then he's looking at those two weeks going, we could lose those two games. But look who we got after that. We get the Bills and then we got to fight against the Seahawks. But then the rest of the season, you know, it, it's almost a cakewalk until they get to the Ravens and Broncos. Listen to this. They get the 49ers. They get the yeah, they get the Jets twice. They get the Dolphins again. Um, you know, it, yeah, the Rams, they should beat them up. The 49ers, good God. Uh, it, they're going to win that division. They're going to win it big. They're going to win the Super Bowl. And, and guess what? Tom no, Brady. No. And, no, listen, listen. Tom Brady hasn't taken one hit this year. How awesome is that if you're Tom Brady? I mean, you're an old, you're getting up there in age. You've been in there for a while, and you haven't taken one hit. And that's got to make, that's gotta make this guy feel so good. All this did for me is these last three weeks is realize that I think, and you may disagree with me, I think Tom Brady Tom Brady's overrated as a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it doesn't I matter who's quarterback there. They're going to win, and. I just don't see them beating somebody like a big Carolina team that can do it all that defense. Because here's the deal: if these if they get it in the third string quarterback to shut out Houston, I mean Tom Brady, what, what would he have done if it been there? They, I don't think it would have been much worse or anything. So I just think Tom Brady to me, what I've seen in the last three weeks, he'll be traded before long. He'll be cut by the, the Patriots, and they'll be picking up somebody. But the only thing that concerns me there is. The backup quarterback to put and wasn't even playing pain the other night, and then now you got another quarterback that's hurt. I mean, maybe you don't get rid of Brady just yet, but that's what worries me about the Patriots is when they got some candy ass backup quarterbacks that won't play if they're hurting. Tom Brady plays hurt every game. He doesn't give a damn. He's going to play, and that's yep. different right there. But but I mean, the Patriots may win a Super Bowl. They may, but I just don't think. They're going to be an NFC team in the playoffs in the Super Bowl this year. Well, as far as Tom Brady being overrated, I would maybe say that if he hadn't been doing it for what eleven years. I mean, that that would be a total different argument if this guy was a third or fourth year quarterback. I think I'd be right there with you on the argument, but I think the fact that he's yeah. been doing it so long. Listen. A a system is good. There's no question. Whatever Bill Belichick is running is a good system. It fits well with Tom Brady, but he still has to go out and execute it, okay? And regardless of how you look at it, to do it for as long, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo could do it for 11 years? Do you think this young cat who's got the thumb problem, who got hurt last year, do you think they could do it for 11 years? I don't think so. I, no. I think that they go, they, they have a different quarterback in there. It, take, it takes intelligence. And not only that, okay, what it takes is 
football knowledge. Forget about book smarts, okay? You can throw book smarts all over the place uh, uh, because most of the NFL players in the NFL, they're pretty dumb, dumb people. Sorry, they are. I've talked to them. I know. They're pretty dumb. What is the smartest position on the football team? It's the quarterback. I'm sorry it is. And it's not it's not a stereotype. It's just what it is. Now, the offensive linemen, they're pretty smart because they got to protect the guy who's thinking, okay? So they got to anticipate what the thinker is doing. So your offensive linemen, they're pretty dumb. Rest of the position, they're quite pretty dumb, all right? Dumb and sunny. It may, you know, well, no, I'm street smart. These guys, and I got a little book smarts to them. These guys are dumb, but being football smart is different than being book smart. And I'm going to tell you, when you got a guy who almost wrote the book, that being Bill Belichick, and he has a co-writer with a guy by the name of Tom Brady, listen, they can win with anybody, but I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to win more games with Tom Brady because he's book smart and he's football smart. He's got the combination of the both. And when you only have one of them being football smart, that being most wide receivers, running backs, and all the overrated football players like an Odell Beckham and Josh Norman who are going off at each other, they're football smart, but they're just not smart. And the it is what it is. And I think Tom Brady um, is so book smart as well as football smart that they write they, – they write, the stories write themselves when you got guys like uh, Bill Belichick um, who went in, got a taste of the NFL, got his ass handed to him. I think he was the coach of the Cleveland Browns actually back in the day. And then he goes back to college and then he gets back into the NFL. All right. He book smarted himself to where he is at, where he is now in his point of the career. So it, it, I, I don't know. I don't think he, I don't think Tom Brady's overrated at all, but that that's it's it's always a good argument as far as where you might think of it, especially with Bill Belichick, at, you know, as successful as he's been in the NFL since he took over that team. Mm-hmm. I just can't say anymore. Tom Brady is the best NFL quarterback of all time, or anything like that anymore. I am. I, I can't. I can't. I just can't do it I anymore. Am. After seeing these last three weeks, it's just all he is is a five-yard passer. You know, he throws the ball five yards, and his receivers get a first down, and they. The defense is good, and you know, I just that's the way I think. It doesn't mean I'm right. It's just this last three weeks has has really reshaped my opinion of Tom Brady. And it's just like I don't see him like with the with the in the good old days when you have Terry Bradshaw and those guys back then having to fight and fight. He couldn't have made it in those days. I don't think he'd have been killed. Right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Because I think you know he's like on the on the outside. I, I say this all a lot of time as far as um, as uh, be, you know life and itself. W- once you learn something and you're able to teach it, see you can learn something and know it all, uh, but being able to teach it is what's going to be the fun. Is going to be whether or not you you're successful. I think so. Um, yeah. And, and, and I that's could be wrong, Tony. I could be wrong, by the way. You know, I've been wrong before, once or twice. Oh no, it, I, it's a good debate, and I, I, I really like it. Um, it those, those whole things. It, when, when you, when you talk about who's the best, and, and you start putting them up against old timers and where they would be, um, 
I'm all about old school football because it was more physical, just like old school basketball uh, back in the nineties when basketball was a mugging, not a, not a game. Um, that was my favorite time. Same thing with football, even though we, we sit and talk about these games all day long, um, it, you know, going back into the game, the early nineties was one of the best times in the NFL um, it is so huge. So I don't know. It, it'll be funny. It, it'll be interesting to see where, um, where they end up and uh, how everything happens to um, uh, other teams, you know, going forward and comparing them to the nineties is crazy. So it it, it should be, it, it, it should be interesting to see how that, you know, comparison will happen in the next five years compared to the other guys that are there. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's cool. That having been said, we are set here. Is that being said, we are talking. Um, I, we both got Miami in this game. It's not a big deal. I think this one's too easy for us uh, to go on. So what we're going to do now, we got to go ahead. We got to get our sponsors taken care of here on today's show. We'll do that. We'll jump into our ads. We'll be back here. And uh, let's see here. I got to make sure I press the right button button this time so we get the right ones we'll be right back here on the couch potato sports show and that being said whether it's buying or selling a home there is no bigger decision than choosing the real estate agent who will represent you during the transaction brian chadwick of jp and associates realtors is here for you 12 years in the property management business has afforded him great insight into the real estate needs of his clients he serves all his clients as he served his country with honor and integrity with Brian Chadwick, you will have a dedicated, honest, and hardworking realtor in your corner. To experience what he can do for you, call Brian Chadwick today or visit him online. This is Sonny Clark, the radio voice of your Raleigh Eagles, telling you to contact Brian Chadwick at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not an I, Chadwick, dot jphomesforsale.com. Allen Bauer Electric, we offer expert electrical services from general outlet repair and fan installation to electrical panel upgrades. Our customer commitment includes additional benefits such as call-ahead scheduling, upfront pricing, and special after-hour electrical services. Being informed is to your benefit. So call Allen Bauer Electric for more information on how you can be more informed about your residential or business electrical needs. Give them a call at 214-356-0197. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. 
We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. Miami, as uh, Tarvin and I have been looking at these games uh, here, we're going to head into the marquee game of the week. As the uh, big game uh, is huge, uh, it is playoff. It's like a playoff game in week number three, uh, the marquee game of the week. And when you get a game like this early in the season, it just makes for great football. The Broncos two and zero, Cincinnati one and one. Depends on what you think about Cincinnati at home and the Denver Broncos. This is a different thing. So the Broncos 2-0, they're in first place in their division. 1-1 one one for the Bengals. They're third in the North, the toughest division in the NFL. So the Broncos obviously being the defending Super Bowl champions, uh, the Cincinnati mm. Bengals on what they could have been last year, their Tarvin. Um, so we get kind of an idea of the battle that could be the AFC championship game, but the Broncos, they don't have Peyton Manning. So it's just a kind of a good, fun marquee game in week number three. Not really. Uh, I think Denver has been lucky to be at home those first couple of games and they're riding off the momentum of last year's Super Bowl kind of, you know, people still perceive them to be that good. And I, I'm still wondering if they're going to make the playoffs, honestly, that's, that's the way I feel about Denver. I think this is a perfect opportunity for Cincinnati to go in and clear up some of their defensive issues. Absolutely. They've had. And again, Absolutely. How, how Cincinnati, you know, they've, they've given up 46 points in two games, you know, that's a little high for, to be able to win this division, but I think their defense is going to be the key in this game. I don't think Denver is going to be able to lose the football Sunday against them, and I think uh, 
Andy Dalton will be able to find some holes in that Denver defense on the road. Denver's a different team on the road than they are at home. So Absolutely. Yep. I think Cincinnati yep. wins this game. I, I look at this game and I have to ask myself, as the Bengals, you know, you know, just unfortunately don't have the storybook ending that they were looking last year, whether it be making the Super Bowl. Uh, or winning the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they should have won. I'm just saying they end it because they don't have the guy that they need out on the football field with Andy Dalton. That is the huge thing. When you look at this football team, without Andy Dalton, I think they got a good backup, but they're just not able to get up over that hump because they've been playing under the Dalton system so long. So when you get a guy that comes in and takes over for Andy Dalton, there still has to be a learning curve, some time in order for him, which he doesn't have going into the playoffs. So that that having been said, when these two teams meet, that it's the you know the marquee teams, but we're not getting the guys. I mean, you get a first year quarterback for the Denver Broncos out of Northwestern. Since when has there been? Okay, I I I can't even I I can't even name a quarterback that ever played in the NFL. From Northwestern, okay? (laughs) So, not only that, Northwestern is typically a college that sucks. Um, So, you know, there's just not too many guys that are able to make that step. I like the guy's mechanics. I watch them and see what he does. I like it. What's his name? Speeman or something like that? Whatever his name is. Which goes to show Sonny doesn't have a lot of notes in front of him. Um, (laughs) Um. this is this is a football team that is living on a prayer, sort of like the Philadelphia Eagles with their quarterback situation. They're living on a prayer. That now, they're both two and zero. They're both rooks. Okay, this will be an interesting thing. But I think you're right. The defense is the powerhouse for the Broncos, but. That having been said, the Cincinnati Bengals have both. They have the offense and they have the defense. That is huge going into this game. Now, you you made mention of Vegas. All right, this game, depending on where it's mostly sitting at three and a half in this game. So that obviously, and they give the three and a half. You get if you take Denver, you get the three and a half. If you're a betting man, you Talk might want to take that. That half point might be enough for you to lay the money down. Um, that having been said, this game is at home. We're gonna just pick the winners. I think I'm right there with you. I think Cincinnati wins this. And not, here's the thing: that three and a half number might be right, but what may happen in this game is what I think may happen. I think you go ahead and you lay the point. Because I think Andy Dalton is going to come to town here. I know this defense for Denver is really good, but I think Andy Dalton is just that good. After last week, Andy Dalton usually does not have two bad games in a row either. That's something if you go back and look at the history of this kid. Okay, once he has a bad game, such as IE last week, he comes back and he comes back and plays great football. And I think that's what we're going to get here. Not because of the tendencies of what it is. He's one of these quarterbacks that doesn't want to lose. He doesn't want to be embarrassed. And obviously he's the last quarterback to make a play because he makes a play and then hurts himself then he's out of the playoffs. So if he makes a mistake, he wants to try to make up for it. And I think that's what we're going to get here this week. And remember, everybody, Cincinnati played their first two games away from home. 
and they're mm-hmm. they're coming back home right now. They split. You know, anytime you go on the road for two games in a row and tough games, you split. It's okay early in the season. You split. You come back home. That crowd's going to be juiced. I'm telling you, the crowd is going to be pumped. Denver has been luxury. I mean, they've been blessed to be able to play in their backyard for two games. They should. They were blown out by Carolina in that game. Really, not blown out, but down by ten. And they won. And last week, who did they play again? It was Indianapolis with that atrocious offensive line gave them problems. Oh, God, that, yeah. So they were in that game until Andrew Luck had the ball in his hands driving until he got raped and fumbled and, and picked up for a touchdown. But they're not going to have that crowd, that energy, is what I'm trying to say. Denver is not on defense. And that's where I think Cincinnati will have that energy on defense. And it's not hard to stop Denver, I'm telling you. What, I mean, who, it, it, all you got to do is just stop, stop the run. That's it. I agree. And then just look at last week. They played the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. They damn near won that game. And and, and no offense against the Broncos. They're not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay? And if they could almost muster a win out against uh, the Steelers, I don't think they have a problem with this team. Whether or not they got Von Miller or not is irrelevant. Um, you're looking at the superstars there, but that, you're right about that offensive line for the Colts. It's god awful. That's a total different offensive line than Cincinnati Bengals. They got some big studs up there in the front line, and the reason why is because the Cincinnati Bengals do it right. They got their franchise quarterback. Now they got their offensive line. They got one of the better offensive lines. They're going to protect him, and that's going to be the key to this game: is protect your quarterback and. Whether you can't protect him or the quarterback is a guy that is capable of making the big mistake at the wrong time, that be i.e. a rookie quarterback, that's where this game is going to end up happening as far as who's going to be there. Now, the, the Bengals need to use their tight end or the running back to keep Vaughn Miller off of, off of uh, Andy Dalton. That that's just number one. If you don't, if you're not going to put two, you know, if you're not going to put four hands on Vaughn Miller, he's going to win that 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 contest every single time if you if he's going to go one-on-one that's it so watch out for the blocking packages wherever von miller is and they say hey if you're going to be this you're going to be this with von miller it's going to come someplace else well sonny you got to look at denver's mentality here uh they're happy at 2-0 right now they, they weren't supposed to beat carolina yeah they were supposed to beat indy but you got to wonder how many weeks in a row can this team can they get up I mean, how many times do you want them to have to get up and play their A game? And this is the time right now, you know, they know they've got to play Cincinnati. There's two road games in a row for them. And the Tampa Bay next week is winnable. So if you you start your first four, three, and one, but if you give up too much energy today and you end up getting people banged up, dinged up, and all of a sudden Tampa Bay on the road, you're two and two now instead of three and one. You got Atlanta. Yep. Followed by San Diego. I think this is a game where Denver goes in and says, you know what, we'll try early. And if we, we don't see we're going to win it and have it, without having to put up a dog fight, we'll lose it. We'll live to fight another day right now. Because one game can cost them the next four. They're not careful. So pro, pro coaches are smart. Players are smart. They realize going to Cincinnati is going to be tough. If they get down early, and I think they will, I think this could be a route by Cincinnati because Denver's going to quit during this game because they got Tampa Bay, Atlanta, San Diego, Houston, San Diego. I mean, those are winnable games right there with a healthy uh, team. So you get somebody, a couple people hurt against Cincinnati, and all of a sudden you're looking at a 500 record in October. 
I agree. And and here's another thing, just for food for thought. The Bengals offense right now uh, is huge, okay? This is it going through this game. L- listen to this number. This is crazy. They're averaging 396 yards a game, okay? With an average play, this is the huge number, 6.1. I mean – I'm telling you, Tarvin, that passing attack is huge. Dalton, 732 yards to this point of the, of the season. The offense has uh, also been able to go deep. 13 passes so Indeed. far this year, 20 yards or more. Okay, and that's where they're going to get them. A.J. Green, big day today against this defense. Uh, I, I think he has a big day. He wants to show out at home. Again, and here's the deal, Sonny. This is nice. New York Jets coming in, Buffalo coming in, Cincinnati. This is the defending Super Bowl champions that are undefeated. So you've got their attention if you're Cincinnati. They know they can't lose because they're going to lose down to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, we'll talk about them later. They don't show any signs slowing down. With already a loss in this division, Sonny. So this is a must-win game for Cincinnati. It's not a must-win game for Denver right now. And Absolutely. When you bet on this game, you bet on this game. You can buy that half down to three if you want to, but makes you feel better if you're giving up 50, but I don't think that one matters. I think the half point is put there to entice you to bet on Denver and have that half a point safety net, and I think it's going to be irrelevant. I think Cincinnati wins this game by at least 10 points. I don't know. If they, if they get clicking, if the offense keeps doing what it does, I, I think I, I agree with you. That having been said, they still got to get past uh, Tlaib and Harris. Now, uh, both of them have an interception already this season. So, and um, uh, let's see here. I think it's, uh, it's Harris. Yeah. Or um, Tlaib has the pick six already. Um, so, when you're looking at these guys and looking so the wide receivers, eight green has the size advantage on these guys. So uh, all you got to do is throw the ball just a little bit higher. If you're Andy Dalton, I think um, the Broncos did give up a touchdown to AC green last season. So they know how to do it, but they also held them only to 58 yards. So it's got to be about AJ green being able to make the play. So, so that is huge. If A.J. Green has a big game, I think, and I think he will today, um, uh, I think they'll have a better offensive uh, game plan than they did last year. So I, I am with you. I'm with Cincinnati on this game. But, I, you know, if I'm a bet man, I stay away from this because it, it's all about if Dalton can be able to get him the ball. If they got a better game plan going into it than they did last week, I, you know, I, I'm thinking I want to put some money down uh, and just give the three and a half uh, because Vegas has this. And you know that number's going to go down here in the next hour. Yeah. And let me remind people one thing, Sonny, and maybe you can chime in and agree with me on this. This is regular season. And yep. Cincinnati is a regular season team, man. They, they're like Kansas City in a way. They can win these regular season matchups. They struggle with the playoffs. They do. In Denver, I just, I just think coming on this road trip right now into a hostile environment, Cincinnati's got to get back to that regular season mentality of winning football games. And they're going to do it today, Sonny. And I thought Cincinnati in the first half, two and a half, and a Cincinnati game for 100 so, and I take a look. Yeah, no points, man. 
Yeah, I, and, and looking at this, right tack, the right tackle for the Broncos, he's out for the game, so they're going to have backups. So I, th- I think the Bengals' defensive line, um, especially Dunlap, is going to be able to, even though he's on the end, someone's going to have to make up for, you know, the, the fact that, you know, uh, the uh, Broncos' offensive lineman's out. So I think that we're going to see that. And this game, I think, could be one right there on the offense and defensive line for both teams. So, But I'm right there with you. I like I like this game, I, and we'll probably see this one a lot in the red zone or on the red zone on the NFL channel. So that one should be a good one. Uh, we both got uh, the Bengals going and getting that victory. Next up on the board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, I don't want to talk about this game very much because I just don't, you know, everybody wants to say how bad or the numbers are showing. Even you are falling for it over there. And I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers and the Lions and Aaron Rodgers. I'm worried about the numbers or what's going on. Listen, as long as Jim Caldwell is the coach of this Lions football team, I'm going to tell you right now, they're on the road playing in Lambeau, and that atmosphere alone is going to beat this football team because of the – I am not a fan of this coach. Everybody says he's the right coach for this team. I'm telling you, he's not. He doesn't have enough moxie. He doesn't have anything inside him that makes me feel like he's got control of this football team. And if you're the head coach and you're you're the guy – Okay, you are you've got to be able to say, yeah, I know I make less money than you, but damn it, you're going to listen to me and you're going to fear me. And Jim Caldwell is not that guy. Now, looking at the numbers, looking at Stafford, Stafford has been able. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to I'll 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 say this: losing Calvin Johnson just might make Matthew Stafford a better quarterback. Because this guy's being able to find guys that he never used to find or never even looked at. And I think that's what it is more than anything right there, Tarvin. Matthew Stafford has to look for wide receivers more so than just go to Calvin Johnson, which is going to make him a better quarterback. That having been said, this is Green Bay. They're both one and one. And um, in this division, and actually the Lions are ahead of them in the standings. Uh, if you fall for that, I'm not falling for Aaron Rodgers taking the step back. And I will, I'll even do the Aaron Rodgers. It's time to R E L A X. Um, give him some time. It's warm up time. I, I'm even going to give him a pass in this game because I don't think he's got to do too much to beat the Lions here this week. Um, so watch out for the Lions. So when you're looking at the Lions and the Packers, what are you looking at there, Tarvin? Hold on. Let me click you back in. I, I lost you there for a second, evidently. Bring Tarvin back in. Go ahead, Tarvin. Well, you made a good point about Stafford. just want to talk about that first. Uh, I think – you know, when you have a, a, a Megatron, you have a superstar like that, you always, in the back of your mind, you're always wanting to get him the ball because you want him to be happy, you know. And I think now the true leader of that team is Matthew Stafford. Well, before, yep. Calvin Johnson got all the love, and now Matthew Stafford's playing kind of with no pressure on him. You know, it's like no expectations, no pressure. Let's just go out there and play football. They look a lot better. But I would R-E-L-A-X today, too. Uh, Green Bay's at home. And it's early in the season right now. Aaron Rodgers is is still probably the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm not going to say Cam. Cam probably is. He's the best dual threat. He, he can run the football. But Aaron Rodgers, you got to drive on the line. You need to get the ball down the field. Aaron Rodgers is your guy. 
I agree. Um, I just look at this game, and the line's fishy. It's dropped from eight and a half to six and a half. I think people are starting to buy in, Sonny, to the media talking about Green Bay getting worse and not doing as well, and Detroit's played better. Don't don't get fooled by, like Sonny said earlier, the media, because yeah. <laughs> they'll they'll talk you into betting the wrong way. I like Green yeah. Bay at home today, Sonny, just because uh, they, they they've got Jordy Nelson. Um, right, he's playing and he's healthy, and and there's a chance of rain, which is which is kind of a good little thing if you if you think about it for Green Bay and that that passing yes. tag, they can they can mm-hmm. get by some of these defenders for Detroit and get some some big plays. I look for some big plays in this game from both teams. But I look at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback, best player in this game, and I think Eddie Lacy being able to run the football, he's lost some weight between the tackles. It makes this team a lot harder to defend, and, and I like Green Bay today at home. It's just hard to pick against them right now. I know people are panicking, jump off the boat, but do not panic. Yeah, it's not – as long as you – listen, as long as you're one and one in this division and you're right there with the with the tops in this division, you're fine. Minnesota is going to – they just are not going to be able to get over what's going to happen – what has happened to them already. That having been said – you want to go ahead. This is the, by the way, for those that don't know, the reason why people think Aaron Rodgers is slipping a little bit is because he hasn't had a passer rating of a hundred or more in the last 14 consecutive games. That's the reason why everybody's, you know, losing their mind. They're worried about Aaron Rodgers. Listen, the, the Green Bay Packers, guess what? Lose, they win more games than they lose. Okay, um, and it's because of Aaron Rodgers. It's not because of this defense. If anything, that they didn't have Aaron Rodgers making the base. Look at that play. Uh, I think I'm not sure if it was last week or the uh, week before, where he is under pressure, makes the throw, falling backwards, gets enough mustard, and still puts it in the right position for the touchdown, where the wide receiver was the only one that was going to catch that football if it was going to happen. When you got a guy that can do that kind of stuff, I don't care what his passer rating could be, you know, 50, 60, who cares? The W's come, and that's what it's all about. And here's another thing, just to let everybody know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to be that quarterback that throws and has a passer rating of 100 or more, okay? Because he's got Eddie Lacy. Hopefully this guy can pick himself up and become the running back. They're, they're doing more things outside of the passing game than they normally do too. So Aaron Rodgers has a big great. Don't worry about it. The Detroit defense has allowed 5.1 yards a game. That is a huge number. You can't let that happen. And how about this? Most quarterbacks against this Detroit defense the quarterbacks have a passer rating of 112. This is where we'll see Aaron Rodgers get his passer rating back up, and then everybody can R-E-L-A-X. Okay? Let's just relax. Oh, my gosh. I, I just can't. That's why I was saying Tom Brady's washed up. I'm just I'm just like, oh, good God, help me. I, you know, that, oh, that's no. what happens when you when you when you fall hey, in I love with. I never said this. he was washed up, though. Just so you no. know, I never said he was washed. No, no, I didn't say you because you're not that dumb. Okay, <laughs> you know, I know Tarvin now going on what six years now, right? You're not that dumb yeah. to say say that Tom Brady uh, isn't all that great or he's washed up. No, no you you, you recognize the talent. 
I'm dumb, but not that dumb. You're not, you haven't gone that far yet. Um, yeah, this is going to yeah. – I think and, – and frankly, I think this is going to be an entertaining game. Um, the, the only thing that, that you can you, – you know you can throw this foot for throw on this uh, this Detroit Lions defense. You know you can do it, okay? Just the numbers show that you can. So now when you look at the problem here, and, and I'm worried about a lot of football teams when they start talking about the, what's coming up. They already know they got Minnesota to contend with. Um, they already know they got Green Bay again. Um, and they're talking about the future games more so than the game at hand, which, I, you know, and I've been listening to a lot of Detroit because I wanted to see if Detroit can get out of their own way in the media. They can't. They give away a lot in the media. And what I'm talking about, they may say the right things, but they're saying that at the wrong time. Like, we're, you know, we, we got these games that later on in this division. That means focus is not in this game. And how they're going to win this game. And that's Jim Caldwell. And as soon as Jim Caldwell is not the coach of this football team and they get a guy in there that can do it. Now, we also say the same thing about quarterbacks, right, Tarvin? Who else are you going to get? I think anybody. Okay? Ken Wiz and Hunt. Ken Wiz and Hunt. Okay, uh, hold it. Didn't he go there? So I can't say Ken was because he wasn't successful. Uh, did did, did Winston Hunt go to Detroit? Detroit? Um, I don't. Ken Winston Hunt. I don't. I got checked. Uh, I, I, um, I because so. I don't. I, I know he went to another team that I would. I, I I did. Oh, like that's Tennessee? right. He went. Mark that he went to Tennessee, and that was a mistake. I told him, he should have went to Detroit. That's what it was. Ken Wisenhunt should have went to Detroit when he had that job. He had Megatron and he had Matthew Stafford. Uh, you know, just goes to show what greed will do to you. He went for more money in Tennessee, uh, and the fact that he thought he can mentor that quarterback, uh, Jake Locker, and nah, that didn't happen. So, it, but that's where he should have went. Should have <laughs> went to Detroit. So, but uh, this game here, I. I think I think we see Aaron Rodgers come back. Um, the the whole situation for this football team is let's not panic, let's not fall for the media hype because that's all this is is media hype. And we'll talk about media hype here in the next game as we're going to be talking about on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Oh, am I glad! I am so glad we got a game that we can talk about that everybody just thinks is the best thing to come along since fruit punch. Okay. I'm talking, you know, you, Cowboys. Odell, well, no, 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 no. That, that, that's not the game. It, Odell. Be- exactly. Odell Beckham, Josh Norman talk. I want to talk about this because this one is driving me nuts. I hate this game. And the reason why, we're talking about two of the biggest inflated egos in the NFL. Just don't, you know, that's all they're talking about. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the first to say this, okay? I have not been listening to these two talk, okay? So I don't know if they're jabbing each other in the media or not. Because when Odell Beckham gets on the microphone, I turn it off. When Josh Norman gets on the microphone, guess what? I turn it off. I don't want to hear these guys because I think they're overrated. I think they're good talents, but I expect, and I'm just going to say this. Okay. Especially Odell Beckham. And the reason being is really simple. 
okay? He's got Eli Manning at his quarterback position. Who else are they going to throw the football to? So, and, and Eli Manning, if he's going to have any success, is going to have to get the ball to him. And we already seen what Matthew Stafford and Megatron's all about. They had some great numbers, but guess what? They didn't get the job done. Same thing is going on right here. Eli Manning, Odell Beckham, great talents, big talk about how great they are. And then now you throw in Josh Norman, who's a guy that thrives up on a lot of attention as well. So you get this as the biggest game of the week. Are we serious? Now, that having been said, this is a big game in the division. The the Giants are 2-0. The Redskins are 0-2. Okay? And I hate to say this because this pisses me off. All right? I hate the Giants. Okay? All right? I picked them last week to win because they should have won, and they did. They're going to turn around, and they are going to put the doubt in Kirk Cousins for every Redskin fan. And I told everybody about Kirk Cousins just as much as I told them about Brian Hoyer and also um, down in Jacksonville, their quarterback down there. You win useless games, you get useless hype. And that's what happened with the Redskins. However, they made the playoffs, so blah, blah, blah. He was the best thing to come along the fruit punch. Listen, this is the NFC East, for God's sake. You win 10 games, you make the playoffs. So I don't, I don't want to hear about how great Kirk Cousins is. And the Giants are going to eat him up here today. That defense from the Giants' uh, defensive line, Tarvin, is mega. It is huge. And they're going to be all over Kirk Cousins today. Yeah, I know. I heard Colin Coward, I believe, talk about how the Redskins were going to go into to New York and win. Are you kidding me? Have you been watching the same team I've been watching? I mean, they're terrible. I mean, they're Chicago Bears terrible to me. Just tell me if I'm going a little overboard there. They're a little bit better because they got a little bit better quarterback, but I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, they're just a, a team. I mean, they're 0-2. They've given up 65 points in two games. They scored – Yep. they're averaging about 20 a game. And, and look, it's like, it's going to get harder from here, Washington. New York is finally – look, they're, I hate them too. I can't stand them. I think Eli Manning's the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. I agree. And I think Josh Norman's the most overrated corner there is I've ever seen. Um, but I think in New York – New York's got a chance to start 3-0 and right now, and that's – that's nothing they're going to take lightly. You know, they're going to come in there and get this win because they're playing an inferior opponent. And I think at home the Giants usually play well against inferior opponents. But Kirk Cousins is a joke. Um, the way they handled the RG3 situation shows you how incompetent this organization is. And I like Kirk Cousins. He's not a bad kid, but he's not an NFL franchise quarterback, for God's no. sake. Uh, Eli Manning is going to eat his lunch today as a quarterback. He's going to show him how you play quarterback. And then we're talking about Eli Manning here I'm talking about. I'm talking about him. I know. Isn't that crazy you're talking about? I I agree with you. Compared to Kirk Cousins, I'm talking about Eli Manning as a Tom Brady here. And the defense, you're right. I mean, it's about time they finally started playing some defense, right? And they started rebuilding that offensive line. New York Giants defense. Yeah, not, that's why they're two and zero right now. It's not because of Eli Manning. It's because thank you very much. Improved and folks, we uh, just, let me just interrupt you, Tarvin. We didn't get on before the show started, right? We didn't get on before the show started. No, no, I talked to we you. We talked I think to it each was other last last Sunday. 
Yeah. And uh, well, we actually talked on Thursday, but we didn't talk NFL football. And and I said the same thing that you just said. And thank you for, and thank you for just reaffirming what I said. So that, that, that's huge. Um, But I'm going (laughs) to tell you right now, also, if you're a fantasy football player, okay. And you have Eli Manning, put him in because I'm going to, I'm, I hate Josh. I, I, I hate Josh Norman. I hate Odell Beckham even more. But Odell Beckham is going to get the best of Josh Norman here today. And if that's going to, if that's even going to be the the setup, the media setting it up that way. Whether or not it will be that way, that's going to be a different story. Uh, they'll probably answer to the media a little bit before they realize. I think Josh Norman's going to get eaten up here today. Yeah, I think he is too. And. And how about this division we talked about before the season being a joke is all of a sudden turned into a three-team race that they're actually decent. I mean, they're actually playing a lot better than I thought. Washington, on the other hand, is going to be in the bottom of this division. I think they're going to stay there. But you have to be impressed with with the NFC least, you know. I mean, you have to be a little bit impressed with them. All of them have won on the road. The Giants are 1-0 on the road. Philadelphia, Dallas, I mean, Philadelphia is playing with a rookie quarterback. Don't know how long that's going to last. But the key to the Giants is they're giving up 16 points a game. That's huge. And the and the, and the problem with Washington, they're giving up they're giving up what 30, 32 points a game. I mean, yeah, 32 and a half points a game. That's what the problem. Now you go on the road. They say defense travels. Well, you're traveling. Your defense is not there. They're going to get eaten alive. And again, New York hasn't blown it, blown you away offensively, averaging. 18 points a game, but to be 2-0 and averaging 18 points a game shows that that defense is good. Now they're running into a, a real bad defense at home, and it could be a big stat day. Like you said, not just for Eli, but some of the other supporting cast for the Giants could have some big days, maybe a tight end, uh, running back, somebody. But they're going to go off on Washington today. And Washington I think so, too. 3 and it's time to get rid of Gruden. It's time. It's been way long enough. It's been a long time. I know they made the playoffs last year, but they can stop. Yeah. And uh, by the way, just to let some some people know, the the big talk, Norman fined twenty six thousand dollars for two personal fouls last week. Okay. All right. So that that's that's done. So to me, this is just me. When you're getting beat, is when you commit these personal fouls. Do you know what I'm saying? Charvin, when when, mm-hmm. when you are when you're getting your ass handed to you, okay, you go <laughs> and you get frustrated and you start to. That's what happened in these things. Now, now, here's what I'll also say though: the Giants, you need to man up, okay. And and I don't mean this, and let's not take this out of context when I say this because I'm talking about man up. Why don't you, why don't you just forget what's being said? That's what like is being a man, okay. Don't listen to words and let words define you. But the Giants were boo-hooing and Odell. And this is the part about Odell Beckham I did hear, that he was crying and humming how the uh, Carolina Panthers were uh, doing uh, homosexual slurs at him and he, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? And, I'm saying man up. I'm just saying if you're going to let words affect you to where you're talking about it in the media, you're already beat. Now, that having been said, you're lucky you have the Washington Redskins this week. And like you said, you're looking at this division now. Uh, you know, if you're the Redskins, you lose this game. I, first of all, Jay Gruden's going to get fired. I, I believe this, okay? Because you, 
You're 0-3 in this division. The Giants are going to be 3-0. and And if you have a good, successful part of your first half of your NFL season and you're in the NFC East, you have an opportunity to, to win the division, and not only win the division, but have no other teams near you. The Redskins got to do something about this. Jay Gruden is in a heap of trouble right now. This guy's on so much a hot seat that he's got char marks on his ass. I'm telling you, Jay Gruden, if he loses this game, if he doesn't get fired, if they go on for it, he's gone. But I'm going to tell you right now, he might be gone after this week. This is the man-up game for Jay Gruden and the Washington Redskins. Okay, if you're as good as everybody thought you were at the end of the season, you got lucky because you played in a horrible division to make the playoffs by winning the last few games of the year, then you need to do something at the beginning of the year while everybody's talking about Washington doing it. I didn't fall for it because I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan because he is the – you know who he is? He's just a little bit better than a Brian Hoyer. Okay, taking the success of the final season of the last four or five games, and then every everybody thinks he's the second coming. But there's only one person that didn't think he was the second coming, and that's Daniel Schneider. He says, I'm not giving you any long-term court, uh, uh, contract. And it does, now, that's pretty sad when Daniel Schneider looks smart, isn't it? I mean, when you think about it, Daniel Schneider is one of the dumbest owners in the NFL. And But today, with the, after they go 3-0, because the, the Giants are going to beat him today. He's going to look like a mad genius that – and his pocket, his wallet is still nice and fat. Oh, yeah. So, hey, Sonny, can the it, next game we talk about before I have to leave Carolina, can we talk about them? Absolutely. Okay. We'll do that. Let's head on over that, and let's do that. Let's talk about the Carolina game because I want the man to be able to talk about his team as the Minnesota Vikings, they're 2-0. They've won both their games this season. Carolina, they're 1-1. One one. This game is in Carolina. Now, this is a football team. The Minnesota Vikings should be thankful they're 2-0, but they lose their quarterback before the season starts. They lose Adrian Peterson. I, you know, I don't have a lot to say about this game. And the reason being is, is because Sam Bradford's the quarterback. Now, he had a good game last week. That having been said, Cuervo, or Cuervo I, almost, I almost did it, Tarvin, you know, this is not going to be enough, okay? Because the Carolina Panthers, they're not going to be able to score as much as they want to score because of this defense. But the fact of the matter is, is that I don't think Minnesota is going to score today very much, if at all. Well, I'm still trying to figure out why the line is thick, why it's dropping. And uh, you got you got Peterson out. You got Bridgewater is not the quarterback. You're coming to Carolina. I just that line seems fishy to me, Sonny. It's like Carolina is going to win, but they're not going to win by six kind of feel. That's how I feel about it, just because of Vegas. I mean, this line, in my opinion, should well, be because about of the ten, defense. ten and a half. It's because of the defense. The, the Minnesota Vikings have, if not the best, I haven't looked at the stats, they're top five on defense. Okay, this is a strong defensive team. That comes from coaching, their head coach. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, the Minnesota Vikings hired the right guy. And then as far as defense is concerned and the end, but here's the problem that defense is going to be out on the football field just a little bit too much today. I think that's, what's going to hurt them. And the thing is Jonathan Stewart, people aren't talking about this much, but 
the starting running back for the Carolina Panthers is out. But I know a lot, Jonathan Stewart's out, but I know a lot about the backup Cameron Artis Payne. He played at Auburn. He's been biding his time. He had some decent carries last year, you know, seeing what he's got. But this is a guy to keep an eye on if you're in fantasy today is they're going to be keying on Cam Newton and Kelvin Benjamin today. I think Cameron Artis Payne could get 100 yards rushing today. Not big plays, but just four, five-yard carries. And, and he just he's a north-south type of runner with a little speed. Um, I don't know. I like Carolina to cover. I just think last, last week they were careless with the ball, four turnovers. They have to clean that up. But how long can Minnesota's defense be great if, the, if their offense is not going to be able to move the ball? That's what I'm counting on is Carolina's defense to get in there and, and stop them, get them three and outs, and allow that defense to rest for Carolina, but also put that Minnesota defense on the field. And by that fourth quarter, you should start seeing some explosive plays from Carolina. Um, Minnesota's fortunate they're 2-0, and and they'll be 2-1 and after today, I'm hoping. But I'm going to pick Carolina, Sonny. But Cam has not done well against some of these elite defenses. You know, Denver's beating twice in a row. Um, he did have a good game against Arizona and Seattle, but, but Minnesota plays some good defense. And, and, and maybe that line's dropping because last week they beat Green Bay. And I called that, by the way. I called Minnesota to beat Green Bay. But yep. I think losing Adrian Peterson is, is tough. I think losing him is tough. And it makes defenses just key on Sam Bradford now. And looking at this, Carolina threw uh, four touchdown passes last week, okay, um, which – and he can also run it in for a touchdown. So if they get close to the, to the red zone – this defense is going to have to figure out what's going to be coming to them. And so that's going to be huge. Also, get this, Newton, he threw the seven wide receivers, okay, in that win against the 49ers. Now, granted, it was the 49ers, but Cam Newton's finding the open man. That's a huge thing, too. He's not just that guy who's going to go to one guy. It's not like Eli Manning's going to go to Odell Beckham, okay? That's just the way it is, okay? So that having been said, um, when you look at these things and you look at the season where it's at right now, it's still a young season, okay? And the fact that the Carolina Panthers had that tough game in Denver, okay, against a quality football team that was supposed to be the Denver Broncos, but they weren't quality because they didn't have a quarterback, they still lost that game. I think they're. I think they're still pissed off about that game. I'm telling you, Tarvin, this t- football team took that loss to heart. And what it said is, "Damn, we got beat in the Super Bowl. Then we got beat by a, a rookie quarterback." It left a chip yeah. on the shoulder of this football team. And for teams that got to play this Carolina football team, that might be a problem because if Cam Newton gets into that zone that he's capable of getting into, he's almost going to be unbeatable. He's going to probably get beat by the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings defense for the first quarter and a half. And after that, he might open the can of whoop ass up on this defense because they're, they're going to be up on the field too much. Cause Sam Bradford say whatever you want. They got the win last week, blah, blah, blah. Sam Bradford's not a good quarterback in the NFL. And this week, I, I think Zimmer is going to realize what he's got at the quarterback position. And he might have to be thinking about Sean Hill as well. Yeah. And you got to think he hasn't been here a long time and try to in two weeks to try to, to, to learn an offense, to go on the road in Carolina 
and that crowd, the only thing, I wish it was like a 4 o'clock game instead of these noon games. There's not a lot of energy in those those 1 p.m. kickoff games. And, and it seems like Carolina's always playing those damn games because they're on the East Coast. I just wish sometimes they would play in the afternoon games. But yeah, but hey, man, that, the pants. Hey, the Panthers have won 14 straight games at home, okay? All right, so that's – I mean, that's another thing if you're Minnesota walking into there. They've won 14 straight games at home. Uh, so you got to you got to like it. you got to like what you're going now. Now, you know, people think of it – I think, is it Whitaker? Is that, that that running back that you guys got right there yeah. with Ozzie, Carolina? Ozzie Whitaker and then Cameron Artist Payne. Yeah. Exactly. I think Whitaker, uh, Whitaker is that guy that can block for Cam Newton and make plays. That's why I like Fozzie Whitaker. I think this guy, he's one of the better ones that can do, he's so versatile and he can make big plays. We saw that. I think it was last week. He had the huge game as well. So I think, I think um, that whole situation, they'll keep Whitaker in there because he's the bigger back so they can protect Cam Newton a little bit more. Uh, And then uh, maybe, maybe they can stop that defense from getting in the backfield and getting all over Cam Newton. So that'll be interesting to see how it happens. All right, Tony, thanks a lot for letting me join you, and have a great Sunday watch. I'm sure you're going to watch Red Zone all day. Absolutely, and uh, that's exactly what the plan is today. So um, enjoy your Sunday, and uh, you're on tonight, right? Yeah, 6 p.m. Eastern. 6 p.m. Yeah, all right, very good. I'll see what I can do about making it in there for a little bit. Uh, so, And I'll be at home, so you won't have to worry about background noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, buddy. All right, all right my friend. Me. I'll talk to you soon. Definitely. He is Tarvin right, from bye. Weigh In Sports Talk. Brian Tarvin, again, he's going to be on at 5 p.m. our local time for all our looks if you want to give a listen over there on Blog Talk Radio. But, yeah, that one's a good one. That, this one, that one's a good one. Minnesota, Carolina. I, I think the number's there for a reason. I mean, Las Vegas is not, not dumb. They know what's coming their way. Um, those guys have the numbers figured out. So uh, good game that should be. It's not a marquee game. Um, I want to see how good Sam Bradford's going to do. I, I have to admit, I want and I've actually been rooting for Sam Bradford to be good since he was drafted by the Rams and he had the good first year. I've actually been rooting for this guy. Hopefully he could come out and uh, rejuvenate his uh, career, uh, you know, in obviously backup role in Minnesota. So next game up on board that we're going to talk about here on the Couch Potato Sports Show is an interesting game. The Raiders. I'm talking about the Oakland Raiders taking on the Tennessee Titans. One, both teams one and one. Tennessee's second in their division. Oakland is third in their division. And that's because of numbers and everything. But the fact of the matter is um, this divi- these divisions these are teams that have got to get a win. And I'm going to tell you, Tennessee needs a win today. Tennessee needs a win today. Oakland, they're okay. Okay? 
I, I think Oakland is fine, even if they lose this game and go one and two. But I think Tennessee, they need this game. They need to have something to build on for the future. And if Marcus Mariota, I'm not, I'm not saying he should be great this year, but if he's got to get this victory. And the Oakland Raiders are primed to give up those losses. Okay. Now, if you're a big-time believer going from west to east, the Raiders are on a plane headed over to Tennessee for the early game. If you buy into that stat or buy into that situation as being something, then you you got to look at this Tennessee game and go, hmm. So when you look at this football team going into this, you look at the talent and you got to go Raiders. Because I really like what the Raiders have been able to do with their quarterback and car. And not only that, the heart of the kid is something huge as well. And Tennessee they're going to try to win their first back-to-back game since 2013. Oh, let me get you an update. Sammy Watkins, inactive. Uh, Chris Ivories, he's sick. He's active, but uh, Deshaun Jackson is active with the knee, and Rashad Jennings with the thumb is inactive for the Giants. So just wanted to give you some updates for that. Saw that come across the screen. I thought it was important to let you all know. So, Tennessee trying to win back-to-back since 2013. They get the Raiders at Nissan Stadium. It was also last year that the Titans really kind of um, put themselves in a position, although they turned to a 3-1 start with a 7-9 finish back in that 2013 season. Still, It's going to be huge. Now, Oakland, they followed up a great win in week number one at New Orleans with the 35-34 come-from-behind victory. And then the loss against Atlanta, 35-28. That's got to be something that is eating at Jack Del Rio because they had that game won. And what gave up the ghost wasn't the offense. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if a football team scores 28 points, you got to win the football game. It it don't even matter. And the fact that it was Atlanta that did it, that should really piss them off. The Raiders' defense has allowed more than 1,000 yards in two games. That right there has to tell you something. And if Marcus Mariota, okay, can be the guy that he knows how to be or has the potential to be in reality, they have got to get this win today. And not only that, I think it's a must win for the division and how much that would help them in this division in the AFC South. So, That having been said, Jack Del Rio took over the defense in the fourth quarter from the defensive coordinator, Ken Norton Jr., and then said Monday changes were coming, but Del Rio 
okay, isn't planning to run the defense this week. Frankly, he's put together a defense and said, you're going to run this defense, just do what I say, Ken. This is how we're going to do it. And that might be huge, but Tennessee, this might be an interesting week to get a victory As the Tennessee Titans, if you look at them, they have a, they have flashes of being a good football team sometimes. And then they'll turn around and just drop the ball. They've only scored 32 points in the season. You got Marcus Mariota. Now, when you look at the defense that is giving up as many yards and things that Oakland is, if you were Marcus Mariota, you got to be salivating to get to this game and I think he is I'm picking an upset I know the Raiders are favored in this game let's go look at the numbers I know they're favored in the game here it is Oakland is giving the Titans hold on let me see here I gotta find a, a different I know Oakland is favored in this game but I think Tennessee comes back today. I think they take advantage of having a defense that gives up a lot of points. And here's another thing. That having been said, though, watch out for this Oakland offense. I love Derek Carr. I like what this guy's doing. I really do. But Marcus Mariota has DeMarco Murray. I think this guy can play well. They have Delaney Walker at the um, – tight end position and then they got sharp in the wide receivers this guy's a rookie this guy should be able to make some plays but they got to make sure that they don't make that stupid mistake like they did in the fourth quarter in Detroit and that's what ends up happening that's where he throws two but but Mariota has got to be better than the two touchdown pass uh quarterback Now, in the game-winning drive, okay, the Marcus Mariota, this is last week. I was looking at this number, okay? Nine of his passes, he went nine for nine for 74 yards in the game-winning drive last week. The Titans only their six wins since 2014 uh, have they been able to do something like that. That's the year I think yeah, they won six. Yeah, there it is. It's when they won the six games. So, now, the Tennessee Titans, they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do. They are 2-15 in the last 17 games at home. So, they got to change the, the atmosphere of your home football field. Now, Oakland is one of those Oakland may come out with this victory. And they're only one of you know many teams that have beat them at home before. But I like the connection of Derek Carr and Seth Roberts because they get together in the fourth quarter and they made plays. You got to like that. 
So, but you know, right now, Carter already has 618 yards, four touchdown passes in two games, while the wide receiver Cooper has 208 yards. Okay, Crabtree and Roberts, um, you they're they're, they're getting doubled everywhere. So. This will be interesting. Watch out. Del Rio also, and this is according to a report, that might insert Carl Joseph and Corey James at the safety position and inside linebacker, respectively, okay, in today's game. Because the benching of cornerback uh, Sean Smith is huge. And even linebacker Camille Mack, okay, the leader of the defense in reality, Okay, he's only had two pressures on the quarterback and no sacks in two games. Khalil Mack has to lift up a game, but I don't think it's going to happen today. I'm I'm just going to go on the outside of the box. I think Tennessee, with this defense, the way it's coming, I think they got an opportunity to win this game. And I like what I've been, you know, Mariota, they're doing it right with Mariota. I think they're getting them set to be able to do what he has to do to get him the right packages to win games. So that's what I'm hoping because I want to be right, but I think this is, this is an upset in in the making. So um, you get to enjoy that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break here on the couch potato sports show. We will zoom through some of these other games. And the reason why I'm staying on some of these other ones a little bit longer uh, the reason being is because there's some games that I think don't need much discussion. So that having been said, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in five. Bonanza. Reap a Bonanza with a free home, auto, or business insurance quote from Costlo Insurance. Bundle your home and auto insurance to save a ton. Costlo Insurance at the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road. Or visit us on the web at costloinsurance.com where we always have. The coffee pot off. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. With over 25 years of experience, Stevens Sons Heating and Air Conditioning have received many awards and recognition, including Angie's List and the Best of Rowlett. Ask about our preventative maintenance plan that includes two visits to your home for one unit for $155 and $59.99 for each additional unit. Mention you heard this ad on the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast and receive an extra 10% off. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 to set up an appointment or check out their website at stephensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as 
stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Mark Hall at Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp. We want you to be proud of everything you achieve. That is why Mark Hall will tell you to stop focusing in on the little things and be proud of everything you've achieved up to this moment. Being fit is hard, but you can do it. If you need some help getting started, try our unstoppable fitness formula for free by visiting www.rowettfbbc.com and claim your free trial. Or give Mark a call at 214-888-2844. That's 214-888-2844. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Yo, 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 get his bet down and keep up with my bet here in the morning. These are morning games. Bet. All right, two team parlay wins you 30 bucks. Simple, two. I don't even know what the numbers are on the numbers or what the company, what they got because I don't care. They're so hard to win. And the Giants are going to All right? And whatever the spread is in those games is what I'm going to go by. And that having been said, I like what I'm getting as far as the team is concerned. The teams that are concerned in these games, I think, go big time. So... When I look at it right now, Arizona is giving four and a half to Buffalo. Okay, they're going to whip them by at least 10, if not more. And the Giants are only giving three and a half. I'm all over that like pig and slop, okay? So that's my stone cold lead pot lock, and I'm going to win this week. Shouldn't be 
betting. <laughs> but that being said, it is Sunday morning, and we talk anything and everything that is the NFL. On that being said, we go through all the games. Now we're going to move into a little quickness as we are on air for the next 40 minutes. We got some games to cover. So let's start. Let's start with some of the games that are going on. The next one is the Rams and the Buccaneers. This is one of those games, God, these two teams suck. And they're bad. You know, everybody wants to fall for the Winston thing. Told everybody not to do it. They They got their asses handed to them. Arizona whipped the hell out of them. I mean the hell out of them. The defense was all over them. The offense just torched the defense. And the Rams, they're god-awful one-and-one. The Rams don't have a chance to win this football game. Now, I don't know what the line is in this game. Yes, I do. Let me just take a look at it. Um, because this game, this game, I, if you you got to be a betting junkie to get on this one. But Tampa Bay's giving uh, the Rams three-and-a-half. That, that might be a great bet. That might be a great bet because I, I look at this football team, you know, the Buc- the Buccaneers, I think, can get the job done in reality. I, I don't know. This is going to be a low-scoring game, but I think the Buccaneers are going to be able to get the job done. So the Buccaneers started the year off like got the win in week number one. They put up 31 points against the Atlanta Falcons, and the Falcons come back and win next week. But next week, Tampa Bay goes and loses. And not only that, throttled 40 to 7. So, offensive changes have to come. That's according to the uh, head coach, Tampa Bay. That was one of the notes I wrote down. That is not good. I think you stick to what you did in week number one. So Rams, you know, get the win. Don't screw with it too much. Get the win. And Tampa Bay at home should be able to get this win. Now, both teams, again, they're one and one. But this is the problem. Both teams, they don't have any clue who they are. I guess if you want to call it identity, they don't know what's going to happen. Although, and then the Buccaneers, they have the off-the-field problem with the uh, tight end, you know, with the DUI. How much is that going to affect them? Hell, it shouldn't affect them at all. Who cares? Guy, you know, it's next man up. But will it affect them? I don't think so. But really, the Rams have some major questions at the quarterback position. And, and, and also, I think, I think Jeff Fisher is part of the problem. I really do. If he's not the problem, I think he's one of the biggest problems. So I'm not feeling pretty good for this game here. I, I think Tampa Bay wins. I think the Buccaneers defense, even though it's not very good at times, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know, but I just don't think the Rams have enough firepower to get anything done in this game. So when I look at the game, the Bucks, I think they should be able to win the game. I think they got a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball, and the Rams' offense is not going to be able to score. 
So it should be it should be really interesting in this game. Like I said, I, I'm not going to spend much time on this game because of the fact that it is who it is. So Tampa Bay, it should be it it, it should be a win for them when you look at it in that route. Now, that having been said, when, and that's obviously the name of the show, we'll go to this next game that I think is going to be interesting. I, w- I want desperately to pick a, a, an upset, but I just don't think I can get to that point in this game. And I'm talking about the 49ers and the Seahawks. Seahawks do not look good. I don't care what anybody says. Okay, they got a quarterback problem there. And I think Russell Wilson is hurt. And I think it's bigger than what everybody wants to talk about because he just hasn't looked all that great. However, the good thing for Seattle is their home. The good thing for Seattle is the 49ers. I think if it was any other team within the division, this is a loss for Seattle. I don't know what's wrong with with Russell Wilson. And I don't know. When, when you lose games, the way you lose games sometimes it, it really tells you a story about their football your football team. And whatever you want to say, they got a great defense. Um, that's going to keep them in this game. My only question is, is Chip Kelly. What is the scheme? I don't know. Is it the the one that he always runs? I I don't know. But you know, you look at it. The Seahawks got the. I'm trying to remember. I think yeah, they beat Philadelphia. I think back in 2000. I think it was 2014. When they play, yeah, when, yeah, I think that's what it was. All right, so the 49ers coach, Chip Kelly, okay, with his scheme, the way he is running, is new to San Francisco. The Seahawks showed that they can handle that kind of offense because of their defense, because they beat Philadelphia in 2014. I think it was 2014 when Chip Kelly was there. I think that was the score, too. I think they doubled them up or came close to doubling them up. But they know what's coming their way defensively as far as the 49ers are concerned. And Blaine Gabbert, okay, I think he I think he is leaving plays out on the football field too much. He may be the – I'm going to tell you, and, and it has nothing to do with any stance or whatever I'm saying – I think if the 49ers want to win, they got to go to Colin Kaepernick. So here's what I'm going to say. And this is my only provisional pick this week. I am picking Seattle, but if Colin Kaepernick starts this game, I'm going to pick an upset. So that's my only provision. Seattle should be able to get this victory, but Chip Kelly is not running the offense that I think he could run. Even though they've handled him before, it might be different. I think it is different. 
And for someone to look at this game, and, and it, this should be a lock, but and I'm not saying, oh, you're in the queue. He, whoa, wait a second. Hold on, guys. I'm so glad that I have been able to stay online. I'm so glad that I've been able. Let me find it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Right there. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you didn't know. In case you didn't know. You better call somebody. Right. It's a fine co-host of this program on Sunday morning. It's Cuervo. Good morning, my friend. Sonny Clark. Good morning. How you doing, bud? I, hey, man, I am rocking and rolling, having a good time on a Sunday morning, of course, doing what we do best, which is talk the NFL. How's things in Yuma? Uh, it's getting cooler. It's, it's it's cooled down to about 95 during the day, so that's always All good. Right. Um, Different kind of heat, too, but, right? Uh, it, yeah, it is. It's it's pretty dreadful, although, I mean, you know, being being a resident of Arizona – uh, it rained the past you know, a couple days this past week, and uh, we felt the effects of it the day after. It, it sucked. Yeah, yeah, that's what I put up with every day over here in Texas. So glad to have you on board. How was your picks last week? We didn't get you online. How'd you do in your picks last week? I I actually had a halfway decent week. I am now at five hundred uh, on the season for my picks. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm right about where you're at, Sonny. It's it's been a one of those seasons so far. I mean, we're only week four, but week three, uh, week three, one of the two. Yeah, week three. So, I mean, honestly, um, you're still trying to figure some teams out. You're trying to get the feel of what teams are, and and uh, you know, who would have thought last weekend that uh, you know some of the ways certain games went were going to go that way. Um, yep. You know, there was a couple surprises. There were a couple of surprises last week. Absolutely. Minnesota Minnesota beating Green Bay, I yep. think, was one that some people didn't see coming. You know, unfortunately, he's out now, but that's another discussion. But, you know, they're in trouble. But, um, yeah, there's a couple ones that, that kind of threw you San off. San Diego beating Jacksonville wasn't supposed to happen either. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think – Although I picked the Chargers, by the way. Well, I mean, sometimes you make those kind of picks, Sonny, and, 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 you know, uh, you go against the green, but it works out in your favor. And I I had Jacksonville winning that game, so that's another example of a game where you kind of thought – and who? I mean, I really thought Cleveland was going to pull it off against Baltimore last week, and they just couldn't hold on for some reason. So – um, for those people that thought Cleveland was going to win, it didn't didn't quite work out. But you know, it's it's been like I said, you're still trying to get a feel for some certain teams. Yep, and Atlanta beating Oakland, I think, was one of those games as well. Um, and and uh, the Rams beating Seattle, that just wasn't in the cards as well. So you you looked at a lot of. You're right, there were a lot of games that. So I'm happy to be at 500, especially with some of the ways that it ended. Now, I had New England on Thursday night. Did you have uh, New England or Houston? No, I, I had New England. Um, you know, I, I don't see how you would pick 
Houston to win that game, although you, you got to like their offense right now. The offense looks pretty good for Houston's just, uh, you know, New England is New England. I, I really don't know how it's a – they're just their team that can – you know, they're in, in the NFL. I mean, you play anybody in the system, and they're going to be able to rock and roll. All right, then let's do this. Let's do this flash picks, and then we'll finish up. Um, we started off with Arizona and Buffalo. I think I think Arizona throttles the Bills, and we might see Rex Ryan um, get his uh, behind a can, or at least be uh, the temperature turned up on uh, his uh, hot plate where he's sitting on. Yeah, I like Arizona as well, Sam, but I think it's going to be a close game. I, what I've seen from the cars here is – their defense is definitely not what they used to be. I know they still have the same person now uh, for the most part. However, uh, it just didn't have that dominant presence that they had. Obviously, you know, Bulls was – and I think that's a big part of why it looks different as far as the Cardinals' defense. Be, you know, yes. It's just simply coaching. So, um, they don't look as dominant, but, you know, they're still good defense. But I'm going to say the Cardinals in a close one. Looking at Baltimore and Jacksonville, I got Baltimore. I, you know, I think they're, they're just a well-oiled machine when they're healthy. That's exactly what it is. Lots of people still hanging on to the love for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I did. I correct everybody if I'm wrong, Cuervo. I warned everybody about Jacksonville. Don't fall in love. Uh, so I have Baltimore in this game. What do you got? Yeah, I, I like Baltimore as well. Um, I was one of those people that were victims in love with Jacksonville and now it's come back to to uh make me eat crow as you like to say. So Yes. Um you know, I, I like uh I like the Ravens to win the um <clears throat> they're uh but it's gonna be a good game. I think I think it's gonna be a real good test for this Ravens second Ravens is concerned is their secondary and with the receivers that Jacksonville has, we're going to see how good the secondary really is in Baltimore. I agree. Cleveland in Miami, this was a no-brainer. I well, actually, fuck that. This is a, both these teams suck. They're zero two. Someone's got to win. Um, I just picked Miami uh, just because Cleveland is just that out of hell. I have a feeling though, you're on the Browns' victory here today. No. I, I, if I have to pick someone, I mean, I've, yep. Uh, I got to I'll go Miami, but golly, I, I really hope the red zone doesn't show this game today. Yes, there's it, really it, nothing it, to see. There, it, there's not much to see. Yep, horrible, horrible teams. Now the marquee game of the day: Denver, Cincinnati. Um, both Tarvin and I have Cincinnati in this game. Um, as far as the victory, who you have in this one? Who, Cincinnati plays who again? They play Denver in Cincinnati. You know, Sonny, I, I I expected a lot more from the Bengals so far this year. And I'm surprised by how well Denver's looked. So I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to take the Broncos. Um, I just – I just I don't get it what what it is. Cincinnati's got everything you want the football team. If you look at their roster, they are a top five team from from top to bottom. I mean they've got every position 
handled pretty well. They've got talent at pretty much every position. For whatever reason, they can't win football games. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't get it. And I think it underachieves in the Cincinnati Bengals. Denver's going to win this game, Sonny. Uh, that's all right. I'm taking the Broncos. He's going against our picks, Detroit and Green Bay. Um, everybody needs to relax with, I, and I've heard the numbers. I understand the numbers. I even know that um, Aaron Rodgers in the past 14 games does not have a passer rating of over 100. Who cares? It's still the Lions. It's still Green Bay at home. Yeah, and the last time these two played, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers broke every Lions fan's heart with that Hail Mary. Yep. So, um, you know, I think that's still that, – I mean, the, the Lions obviously – but um, I, I don't think uh, – I don't think it's big enough to – like, I think Green Bay wins. So, Green Bay, and you're on line with that one. Uh, Minnesota and Carolina, we talked about. This one's going to be an interesting one, but no AP, no Teddy Bridgewater. I just don't think it's enough. Uh, Carolina, even though that that defense for Minnesota is good, uh, sooner or later it will break down, and then Cam Newton will be able to pick it apart. Yeah, yeah, Carolina wins, and I think they win pretty pretty, uh, handily. I think they win pretty easily. Um, you know, like you said, no, no Bridgewater, no, no AP, um, you know, Sam Bradford there doesn't have a running game now. So um, I think Minnesota's in trouble, Sonny. I mean, this is a team that they always get hit with for the Vikings their season. So, uh, I like Carolina to win. I, like I said, I think they win with issues whatsoever. All right, my man, I'm going to have you do me a favor. I'm going to have you hang up and give me a call right back, okay? I think it just connection. It just started to fail just a little bit there. So hang up real quick and give me a call right back, okay? And we're not even getting him. I think he, I hope he heard me. There he is. He's going to call right back uh, to make the connection. Until he does, let's head on to the next game that we're talking about. As far as the games are concerned, we just uh, had Seattle. Uh, now time to talk about the Jets and Kansas City at Kansas City. Jets one and one, Kansas City one and one. Todd Bowles, I love this guy. I really do. He's just, he's coaching the wrong team. And, and I won't pass off of that because the reason why I won't is because I think when you look at a football team like the Jets and what they have and have not been able to do this year, I think they might be this might this might be the game that might be able to define what's going to happen with them. Okay. However, Kansas City at home, tough football team. They lost last week. Jets won, uh, I, and Kansas City lost that game at home. I'm just, I just don't feel too confident in can in the Jets. I'm not, I'm not a fan of their court. I'm not a fan of their quarterback and Fitzgerald. I just don't think they got enough to get the job done in Kansas City, as far as the home 
crowd is concerned, let's bring back in Cuervo. And we're talking really quick about the Jets in Kansas City. Um, you know, the Jets have not been able to perform the way that they should be able to perform. They got their quarterback in Fitzgerald. I think he's pedestrian. And it's hard to win at Arrowhead. So you, you got a lot of things involved with this game. Um, what do you think about Jets and the Chiefs? Uh, do I sound better, first of all? Yes, much better. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like Kansas City, Sonny. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the secondary of, of Kansas City will is good enough to shut down Marshall and Decker. Um, and, uh, you know, Matt Forte is going to be the, the, the one that's going to have to win this game if, if the Jets do win. But um, I still like I still I think I like Kansas City to win. I mean, they, you, you talk about a team that they they started out the season without their running back, so they're already kind of you know not at full strength. So and, and like you said, I mean, and um, you know they normally don't have much issues. So I like the Chiefs. Yeah, and one of those things that you, when you look at that game is you, you look at that home crowd. Uh, Yes, the Chiefs are really good. Let's go back to the games we already talked about that you didn't get in on. Uh, you got uh, Kansas City on the current one. Let's head into the Oakland and Tennessee. I picked an upset. This was my upset special of the day. I have Tennessee beating Oakland, uh, mainly because maybe Mariota can move the ball against a defense that's given up a lot of yards there, Cuervo, and the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, um, I, I think I like, I think I like the, uh, I actually think I like the Raiders in this one, Sonny. Um, you know, I just think that uh, you, you talk about a team, they look like they're they're clicking. Um, I'm trying to remember how Oakland did last week. I know the first week they came they back lost. to beat the Saints. They, they lost. lost. To, they let the yeah the Atlanta Falcons got them in the last minute of that oh, game. Well. Yeah, well, that was that was the last minute too. So I mean, that's that's a game that could have went the other way easily. So, uh, but I think I like Oakland to bounce back today. Um, you know, there's really not much exciting talk about with the Titans. There's really not. I don't see much from them so far. So I, I think I like Oakland. I haven't seen much from them either, but they've given up a lot of yards. So if Mariota is as good as everybody thinks he is, he should be able to move the ball. That's what I'm hoping for as far as the pick is concerned. Now, Washington and the Giants, um, I, I I hate the fact that I had to pick the Giants. I hate the Giants. I hate them with a passion. But all the media hype that is Josh Norman and Odell Beckham, I hate them too. And I hate Eli Manning. I hate all of the ones that the media is talking about, but the fact of the matter is, is that we're seeing a reemergence of the Giants' defense, and this is the time of the year. This is a two and zero football team right now in the weak, weak, weak division. But Philadelphia, they're going to get their first test this week. So I, you know, I think the Giants are going to be in the first place all by themselves after this uh, game here today. Uh, yeah, I think so too, Sonny. Um, you know, I like, uh, I like Beckham to get the better of Norman. I kind of need him too at the same time. So, uh, for fantasy reasons. So, but, um, I think think the giants, yeah, you know, (laughs) you gotta have a reason, right? But 
I, I think what I like about the Giants, you know, their their defense looks starting to come together. I mean, it wasn't – it didn't look that great against Dallas the first week, but then it started to look better, you know, or last week. It started to look better than it did two weeks ago against Dallas. So, um, you know, as far as the Redskins are concerned, I mean, they're, they're hit and miss. I mean, they're not a team that's very consistent, and I, and I don't really – I have a feeling they're not going to – they're not going to perform very well today, Sonny. I mean, you know, teams like that that are hit or miss, I mean, you just kind of have that – got to have that feeling. So, And I have the feeling today that that Cousins might be off of his game a little bit. They're going to bring pressure, the Giants are, and, and, you know, that's the reason they win today. San Francisco, not really a lot to talk about. This is the one I have a provisional pick. San Francisco, Seattle, in Seattle. If San Francisco – I know that sounds crazy – but if San Francisco starts Colin Kaepernick, I take San Francisco. They start Blaine Gabbert, they might get really ugly, um, and I think uh, the Seattle Seahawks uh, win. But there is a problem at the quarterback position. Russell Wilson is hurt, and he's hurt bad, and it's obvious his performance so far this year has not been anywhere close to even being mediocre. So there's a problem there at the quarterback position in Seattle. Well, Sonny, I, I, and I heard you when uh, when I was in the queue, you were talking about this game, so I know this is where you left off. I don't think I don't really think the, the Russell Wilson is the the issue here as far as him being hurt. I think the fact that that you're missing Marshawn Lynch now. I think this is where where Seahawks need to realize, man, you know, Marshawn Lynch meant a lot to that franchise, to to the to the way that the Seahawks performed. Because now you think about it. They don't have a running game. So now who, who who are you looking to to put points on the board? It's all about Russell Wilson now. It's his team. It's his offense. And I think it's just obviously in his, his first year without Lynch, it's a lot for him to, to, to put on his plate. And I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying right now, with, you know, the first year that he's having to do it, it's, it's, he's off to a rough start. So um, I think that's what's – going on in Seattle is just the lack of a running game is, is why the Seahawks look the way they do but um, I, I like Seattle to win this game I don't care who's starting that the only way I think the 49ers will win is if Joe Montana came back Sonny uh, that, that'd be the only <laughs> 49er quarterback I think would be able to get them out of this one so I like Seattle in this one um, you know the Legion of Boom is is uh, is going to per- perform you know show everybody why they have that name Say that. Say that one more time. I, I I actually turned my head when you said. No, I was to say is the, the Legion of Boom is going to show why why their that's their name today. Got it. So interesting. So um, huge huge stuff in that one. I you know so you're you're going to go ahead and take Seattle. Seattle only scoring three points last week, boy. That scares me, son. Uh, that scares Sonny Clark. Um, that's why the, the change of quarterback is the difference. So that having been said, 
Let's go to the next game that we're talking about here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're zipping through these last parts of the uh, the schedule so we can get El Cuervo in. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, I don't have a lot to say about this game. I'm not falling for the hype of Carson Wentz because, you know, you beat the Bears, you beat the Browns, the, the B&B of bad um, in, the, uh, in the NFL this year. Um, Pittsburgh just may. I, I think Pittsburgh is going to do everything right in this game. Uh, that having been said, I got Pittsburgh winning. I think they win by 10. Um, I, I think Carson Wentz is going to get a defense, a real defense in front of them, and we're going to we're gonna see a rookie this week. Yeah, I think so too, Sonny. You know, this is by far the best defense that Wentz is going to be going up against uh, so far in his, you know, two-game career as, as a quarterback in the NFL and um, now he's playing with the big boys. You know, you're talking about James Harrison and all these guys in Pittsburgh who've been doing it for for many, many years. And, and um, you know, he probably thinks the game is coming to him easily, but he's going to get a wake-up call today, Sonny. I mean, yep. I, I do like, you know, I mean, the, the Eagles have gone off to a good start offensively, but, again, you know, look at the two, look at the two defense that they've played against. And, um, you know, I think we can all agree that, Pittsburgh is by far the best one that they're going to be going up against so far this season. So uh, look for a, look for a very disappointing performance by the Eagles, and um, you know I, I like the Steelers as well. Will the real Carson Wentz stand up? That's going to be what's going to happen here. I think if he if Carson Wentz does good and they win this football game, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, uh, Philadelphia may never shut up. So <laughs> that's gonna, that's another reason why I don't want them to win. All right, uh, over in your area, San Diego, uh, well, it's not in your area, but San Diego, a team in your area that I know you kind of keep tracks on, taking on the Indianapolis Colts. So I'm going to let you have this one. Okay. Um, you know, I, I look at San Diego, and, and uh, they do – they have surprised me a little bit. I mean – you know, the way they, uh, you know, I mean, the first week was, was god-awful. I mean, they let a, tw- what, 21, 24-point lead just slip away. And then yep. last week, you know, beating beating a good quality Jaguar team. And I think they are a good quality team. They just got to figure out how to win games. Um, you know, with San Diego, <clears throat> they're, um, they're, they're a little bit better than I thought, to be honest with you, Sonny. Now, unfortunately, I mean – you know they lose Keenan Allen again for the season, and this that that draft pick's looking really bad on on the Chargers' part. And then you got on the other side, you've got um, San Diego is playing. Oh gosh, trying. I, I you just said it too, Sonny, and I can't remember now. Indianapolis. Who they're playing. Indianapolis. Thank you. So the Colts. I mean, you know, at least Andrew Luck is still healthy, right? I mean, yeah, he's healthy, but that offensive line, Cuervo, it's not just it's bad; horrible. it's god awful. It's god awful. I know, I know. I, I trust me. I saw how much he got hit last week against the Broncos, and you know he took a beating. He took a beating, but um, I think when it comes down to it, you know, obviously the quarterback is going to be, you know, the the deciding factor. So, with that being said, Sonny, I I, I would like to pick the Colts. But I think I'm gonna go on the other side, and I, and I think I think I like San Diego to win this game. They're they're playing better than 
than I expected them to. So um, I think I think the Chargers are a better team than people think. I think they are. And I, matter of fact, if you remember correctly, I told everybody to watch out for this Chargers football team. The only problem this week, Cuervo, is they're on the road. And then another problem is one through uh, uh, the first two weeks. First of all, they lose Allen. And then last week they lose Antonio Gates and Woodhead. Man, I don't know if that's going to be enough for them to get over the hump. But the San Diego defense, they've shown that they can play sometimes, but where they're having the most success is getting to the quarterback. They've been giving up the big pass on the defense, not getting to the quarterback. I think if they get to the quarterback, they should be able to win this game. The only thing is that this game is on the road, and this this one hurts me. If this game was in San Diego, I'd take the Chargers. And I know they've been scoring a lot of points, but I think this is the week. I, I'm just – I can't – I can't take San Diego just because of the injuries and what's going on. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Colts just mainly because they should be a better football team. And the fact that they're missing too many weapons from San Diego, especially offensively, they lost three quote unquote wide receivers. If you want to count Antonio Gates as a wide receiver. So I think the injuries might be too much to be able to take them. And as we get to the final game, it is the bear, the bears taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Sunday night football. Um, I, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to bash the Chicago bears. I just don't think they're going to win tonight. Um, They're, they're just a team and organization that is in complete disarray and they do need to clean the uh, front office up. Um, more so than making sure that you're signing the right people and things of that sort. And obviously, uh, that situation, no Jay Cutler, Brian Hoyer, good God, at the quarterback. Dallas Cowboys, they're primed to get this win. They need it, too, within this division. I'm going to tell you right now, and this is you can put this on, on my word. If the, if the Chicago Bears beat the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys are going to miss the playoffs. This this game right here might be the most inexcusable game for the Dallas Cowboys to be able to lose this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they've they've had some injuries of their own. Obviously, we all know yep. Tony Romo going down and whatnot. But uh, I, I think I think you you could be right, Sonny. If, if Dallas doesn't win this game, I mean you think about the start that the the Giants have gotten off to, and the Reds. You know, the rest of the division is is Neck and neck right now. I mean, everybody. If I'm not mistaken, everybody's one and one in that division in the NFC East. So that is correct. Um, yeah. So I mean, you got the Giants and Redskins playing each other today. You've got uh, well, the no, Bears the Giants. The, the Giants are two and zero. Oh. The Giants are two and zero. Oh. Um, and the um, the Redskins are zero oh well, and two. Was... Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and and the, the Eagles are two and zero. So yeah, the Eagles are two and zero. And the division is the NFC West, where all the teams are one and one. That's who you're thinking of. That yeah, you're right. That is who I'm thinking of. So I mean, with that being said, then so I mean, you know, Dallas has to stay on pace with their division. Yes, they, they do. Tonight, if they lose tonight, they go to one and two. Uh, either the Giants go three and zero, or the Eagles go to three and zero today. If if one of those two happen, then uh, Dallas is in big, big trouble. They're in big trouble. Well, um, 
the, they have the to win thing tonight. about the NFC East, though, is is that when you expect it to happen, it doesn't expect to happen. And I think that's why I'm watching the NFL channel. Um, uh, oh, crap. I, I forget his name. The uh, the Taylor Suit guy, uh, head coach of the um, 49ers there for Mariucci. a while. His name's, yeah, he's got he's got. He's got a Chicago Bear hat on, uh, not a hat, but like uh, uh, the bear's head with the ears and everything with the fur. So um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that means he's picking the Bears because um, I can't think of any other uh, mascot that has that. So he might be going Bears. I just, I just in good faith and looking at the football team and seeing what's out there, I can't, I cannot pick the Dallas Cowboys to lose this game. That's how bad I think the um, Bears are. They are. They're that bad, Sonny. They really are that bad. I mean, it seems like 14 is the magic number so far. Once they hit 14, they ain't scoring any more points. So, I guess they're going to have to hold Dallas to under 14 if they're going to win today, tonight, Sonny. Um, and I think they do can I do that holding their breath. I, it's going to be easy for them. It, I mean... Do, but do I think they can hold Dallas to under 14? No. As much as I'd love to say yes, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, there's, too much off, there's too much offensively going on. Prescott is going to be a nightmare for for the defense. Um, the Bears seem to always struggle against guys that can scramble. They they, they give up way too much on offense, and, and it drives me crazy. Um you know, I, I thought well, the defense real quick was going to be better. Let you go because not we got good. less than 90. Pick Monday night's game: Atlanta and New Orleans. God, they're both bad. Uh, who's the home team? I'll, I'll take the home team. New Orleans. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna take Atlanta in that game. Uh, we'll talk about that more tomorrow. So that's what that's what it is, and and um, we're on at nine, and that's seven o'clock your time, and I know you're doing stuff at that time, so I'm glad you're able to get on with us. Oh, no problem, Sonny. Yeah, it's it's you know Sundays are starting to get a little more quiet, so I may have a little more time. Very good. So we'll catch you then the uh, next week and get you all squared away, have you on air, hopefully, or we can, but we'll get you set. So that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And we are all set and ready to go. NFL Red Zone, about ready to kick off. Everybody have a good one. I'm Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio and doing three hours on a Sunday morning. Forget about it. No problem. We're out of here, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.